always start a conversation with your name. <laughs> is that how you want to intro? I don't know. I'm just saying. That's what I've always taught you guys is the first thing you, you've you asked me that. They've asked me that. How do you start a conversation with someone? You introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Michelle. <laughs> do you want to dox yourself like that? <laughs> or just go by Michelle? I do sometimes talk to myself in interest dress myself by my name. I meant online. Oh. Do you want your full name out there? No, no, I do not. Yeah. (laughs) Although, at this point, they can Google me. For Michelle alone? Yeah. Probably, yeah, you're right, actually. You you do have a bit of a presence. When you type up my name, it pulls up, like, one of five or six people. Yeah. And it says, do you mean? And if you say no, it'll pull up me plus five other people in the world. That's fair. <laughs> like, did you misspell this? Nope. No. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> Alright, well, uh I myself am Elliot. I also go by Jarnope, J A R N O P E online in most circles. Um, so don't look me up, Mom. <laughs> what circles you do? <laughs> Cause I know for a fact that you suck at drawing geometric shapes <laughs> sorry ouch <laughs> I thought you were going to stop at drawing and I was like <laughs> no you damn. can draw but you're like you have expressed concerns with your ability to do geometry <laughs> like that my good sir is geometry <laughs> um oh another good point uh, when introducing yourself besides your name uh, I would say from experience, would be your pronouns. So for me, those are they, them, actually. That is something I always forget. So um, I guess she? She, her, yeah. She, her, okay. Yeah. Unless you have something you want to, like, figure out right now, we could do that, too. No. (laughs) No. I'm open. (laughs) You know, and I'm sure you know this, but I don't ever think about my pronouns, and I am acutely aware that you have to. Yeah. Um, But I... Don't because I know that I'm I identify as what do we call it cis a uh, cis uh you're a cis woman yeah yes yeah, so I I have that privilege and I it's something I don't think about yeah not the podcast I was thinking we were gonna I'm so but, sorry no yeah we were supposed to go into the book yeah but... no but but like <laughs> this is you know. why I said like our conversations that are random when we start talking. We come up with some really good topics, and I feel sometimes like like that's the only way I can talk to my kids is when I'm in a confined space. Because otherwise, I don't I know what that says about you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but you did mention a book, so here's the thing. Um, this, if I described it properly in the podcast description. Uh, will tell you that this is a podcast regarding books, uh, specifically us talking about said book that we have read now, uh, reviewing it and maybe going over like uh, major plot points, uh, just discussing it. Um, I'm still a bit torn. I think we're just going to stick with book review and maybe go over like major plot points. Like we could break it up into like this is review segment, this is um, like. Uh, 
spoiler segment, and that way people can like avoid things if they want to. Or, ah, yes. Yeah. Like, stop now if stop you don't now, want to, <laughs> and then come back to know already know what happens before you read. Yeah. Um. And uh, just a warning, like like I don't really think. Well, I would say that there is at least one content warning I would put in this book. Actually, sure. Um. Well, to te- if you want to get technical, um. But in the future, like if a book we feel needs content warnings, we will definitely like state them beforehand. So no worries about that. Um. Before we delve into any heavy topics, uh, like uh, intentionally, we will put a warning beforehand or yeah, try to remember like to. Like a disclaimer. And yeah. uh, if we unintentionally veer into that territory, I will in the future post uh, like a quick like disclaimer. Um, so with that out of the way, uh, content warnings uh, for the book that we are going to discuss, uh, which is The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He sure, is my favorite back. author. This is my favorite book. This is what I would call my special interest, right? Uh, (laughs) uh, The two content warnings I would put is that there is mild violence, right? Because this is kind of a heroic journey type thing. Uh, And and number two uh, that I would put is uh, um, there's references at the very least to abuse. Yeah, that's what I was going to go for. Um, so I would definitely, if you are sensitive to that, um, it's not like gratuitous. It's not like really in the book. It's just, like I said, passing mentions or implications. But if you're like me and you're a bit sensitive to it, I would at least know that before going in. So I was bored at work. Um, so I did the natural thing, which is I did research instead of work. (laughs) There was no work. As we do. (laughs) As you do. Um... So, uh, like I said, this is about The Lightning Thief, uh, my favorite book. And for some reason, I never actually did research. I don't know if it's because when I first read this book, I was, I, I did the math. Uh, I was You were younger. I was about nine when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was anywhere from nine to 12. And so I wouldn't have really done heavy research on this one book that I really enjoy. <laughs> Um, but now that I'm older, I, I do. Uh, so I found out some fun facts uh, about Rick Riordan and the series, right? Actually. Go ahead. I'll tell you one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you about was when when I, I wasn't sure, you said, you had said when you introduced the first book to me, you had said, I, I hope you like it. I'm not sure if you're going to. Right? Yeah. And I did not recognize, I knew the title from your passing mentions. Yes. Of, of the book, but I didn't recognize the author until I started reading the book, and then I actually Googled him um, specifically because as I read, like, the first couple pages, or it may have been further in, um, it mentioned a characteristic about the uh, about the uh, main oh. character, oh. which I picked up on, and I was like, that's why the name of the author seems so familiar. I couldn't place it. But he's actually someone that I actually specifically mention um, in my classroom. Oh, really? Yes. Yes, because the character is identified with a specific trait. Uh, you, you go ahead and uh, reveal the traits. Oh, yeah. He, uh, the char- main character is um, diagnosed and identified... <laughs> 
Sorry, we have a dog walked in here, so he's going a bit stir crazy. Um, the student, or student, those are my terms. Um, the main character identifies as ADHD and dys- dyslexic. dyslexic. Yeah, and as a dyslexia teacher, I am very aware of any and all authors, especially when they target to my my age group that yeah. I teach. Yeah. Um, those are books that I always recommend to my students because they're always looking for books that they identify. You know, it's somebody rep- like me. Representation is so important. Mm-hmm. And so he is one of the authors that I recommend to my fourth and fifth graders because they can identify with his struggles with he gets that image, you know, of that bad kid image, but it's because of the struggles he goes through. Yeah. And and I thought I thought it was such a great connection. I'm really glad, actually, because I want I wanted to bring up like uh like um fun fact um about Rick Riordan uh his original inspiration was his own son yes. who who was diagnosed with AD well he was undergoing testing at the time for ADHD and dyslexia yeah so like having your main character be that is always fun right yes. um like and this uh, apparently originally came up because like his son was he just wanted uh like bedtime stories uh specifically about greek myths because at the time he was very interested in them which hey same who's not (laughs) yeah um i forgot what i was saying um you were going greek myths yes um so 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 riordan like originally started by saying you know all the greek myths he knew right uh and eventually you you do run out because you forget you only know the popular yeah you only know so many yeah and then like even then like there's only so many yeah um, so he was like, well, I, apparently, uh, he had this, uh, creative writing exercise that he did with his students. Cause he, he was actually a teacher yeah. for about 15 years, yeah. um, where he would have them come up with their own demigods, uh, and, uh, what a great exercise. I know. And, and have them do their own heroic journey. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was like, well, I, I can make a demigod real quick. <laughs> uh, and so he made Percy Jackson who is a 12-year-old boy um, who, um, as we discussed, has ADHD and dyslexia. Other traits about him are that he has uh, a single mom, we'll say, right? Te- technically single mom. Uh, he was raised by one anyway. Yeah, I, I would say that. And yeah. real dad's not in the picture. So For then you end up reasons with, we'll discuss. Yeah, with, and then you end up with the stepdad, and that's a whole family dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and... and like, yeah, he, he's okay. We'll, we'll wait to get into that after, until after I've done all my fun facts, right? Sure. Uh, when we're getting into the plot, do right? you want to read your fun facts? I do want to read my fun facts. <laughs> um, so funnily enough, uh, which will inter- uh, interest you because it inter- uh, the words interested me. There sure. you go. Um, is that uh, Rick Riordan actually attended uh, UNT? Really, That's yeah, right here. Oh my gosh, not to dox us, but yeah. <laughs> it, it is near near. Well, it's uh, in Texas. Yeah, it's in Texas. Um, and then he went to UT Austin, which oh, fine, okay. <laughs> and then uh, I believe he got his yes his teacher certification from UT San Antonio. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So so, couple places in Texas, you know, and, and now he lives in Boston. I understand. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be. A- uh, apparently, <laughs> he was following uh, his son Haley actually. That seems backwards. He went to college, and I guess they went with. (laughs) Okay, sure. Yeah. Why not? 
Um, as I stated before, he uh, he was a teacher for about 15 years. Um, he taught middle school in Texas and California. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he was actually a writer before The Lightning Thief. Um, he wrote an adult series uh, of mystery novels um, that were first published in 1997 with uh, one titled The Big Red Tequila. There's a name. <laughs> Wow, 1997. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the year I graduated high school. That's the year after I was born. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> well, yeah. That's how I relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I did things backwards. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> um, the, the first Percy Jackson novel that we were talking about, The Lightning Thief, was actually released in 2005, which, like I stated earlier, I was about nine when that came out. Eight or nine, give or take, like, depending yeah. uh, on, on what time of year. Which really shocked me, actually, because, like, I, I kept being like, I must have been 12 years old when I read this, which I might have been, because, you know, when you're poor, you get books later. Uh, right. <laughs> you have to wait for it to be in the library. This is true. Uh, <laughs> but I also, like, I don't know, I had it in my head that this came out, like, when I was really young. So I was thinking, like, in the 90s or something, and it's like... 2005. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, you were probably, like, just hearing about it or something. Well, I, I, I just, like... Or maybe it's just your really crappy memory. Yeah. <laughs> I, you have sometimes time displacement <laughs> is not your... So, speaking of relating to characters, I myself have been diagnosed recently with ADHD. So, it's not something I, I knew at the time, but I did relate to Percy very heavily. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, we could always talk about the uh, the movies. There were two movies. Did I see any of those? You might have seen the first one. I know I watched p- at least part of it. Then I would have seen bits and pieces. Because... It was not good. Okay, well... Rick Riordan actually refuses to watch it because he doesn't want it to change his perception of his own characters. Sure, sure. But also he's known for not having liked the script, for sure. Ah, <laughs> too many creative changes. Mm. See, I, I have to be honest with you. As I was reading, because I saw the play with you, mm. right? What was that? The musical, yeah. The musical. I did have some difficulty... Um, isolating what I had seen in the musical yeah. play versus what I was visualizing with the descriptions from I could, the I could book. see that. And sometimes sometimes they would overlap. Mm. Sometimes it was very two different things that I remember happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I can see how he, he would have not liked to have some creative differences. Yeah. It's the same reason why he hasn't seen the musical, although he has slightly higher opinions of it because he's been told by all his fans that it's theatrically better. <laughs> well, that, and it actually stays faithful to the script. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, no, he did a really good job. It, it was definitely a, a very, very slim down, I will admit. Well, yeah, they like, had to rush through that. I mean, yeah. you can't do an entire, 300 and something yeah. pages in, in, a, in a play and, and do it justice yeah. without taking some liberties and something out. And, yeah, like, like, when I was watching it, uh, uh, officially, not, not, otherwise I may have watched it, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, like, I, I definitely felt the, uh, the trimmings, and, and I could definitely see why you were a bit confused on the plot, 
effort because I could tell that there was like some like (laughs) (laughs) well you know part of it is because I didn't have the book background yeah you had no idea what was going on so like I had I when we saw the musical I had spent what a couple years listening to your music (laughs) playing over and over like Every day being blasted by these songs. And so when I went into the musical, I had a concept of what the songs were going to be like. Well, which I guess there's that. And inside my head, I had pieced together what the story was based on the music that I had been listening to for several years. Yeah. Forced to listen to. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, not uh, sorry. <laughs> um, and so when I saw the musical, it, I had some preconceived notions. Mm. And reading the book, I unfortunately had those preconceived notions yeah i actually have a rule obviously i broke the rule this time because you wanted me to read really read the book but i usually have a rule to not watch a movie before i've read the book okay and probably for the same reason that rick riordan is that what we're going with um has is i don't want to be biased because i know that the original author is has the details that hold true to the story and he has that piece that I should have in my head first before I go and look at someone else's creation or version of yeah right so typically I don't read books last but obviously I did in this case (laughs) not recommended (laughs) although I would still recommend the musical the musical was great but I (laughs) I think I think i I think I would have understood more about the musical had I read the book first. Yeah. I, uh, so, so, uh, uh, my one problem, I feel, is that it, it's not how I would introduce people to the series, necessarily. It is what I would say very much by fans, for fans no, type sure, of thing. Sure, um, So there's that. I feel like there's only a couple f- uh, facts I want to cover, which okay. is, uh, one, apparently, Mr. Rick Riordan... Uh, Writes two books a year. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, he doesn't have time for a lot of press events because of this, um, like to keep up the schedule, obviously. But like, like I was reading that, like, and him stating on his official website that that was the case. And I was just like, wow, okay, <laughs> all right, that's dedication there. Yeah, it's very focused and targeted. Which is funny because he mentions that he has problems with like his own ADHD type stuff going on like so his his process is apparently a bit more of liberal i would say oh interesting um but (laughs) i was just like man you can do you can (laughs) focus you guys can focus hyper focus (laughs) let's see uh so fun fact about the percy jackson series is technically the percy jackson series it's a 15 book series. There's 15 books? So here's the thing. So I, no, I, I totally had to. I knew that there were more books because <laughs> one, you, you, it's on the cover, right? And two, it ends like with something else is going to happen yeah. next, right? Like you can't just say, okay, this is a one and done. That's not the style of reading you get from it. <laughs> but wow. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Like, are they all with the same character? Or? So here's the thing. The Percy Jackson series is five books. Oh, okay. The Camp Half-Blood series is the whole 15 so far. Wow. Okay. So does it... 
So, so there's more for me to write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, um, <laughs> yes. Um, so first of all, um, you're gonna read all of them eventually. Sure. Maybe not all at once. Um, second of all, uh, the first five deal with Percy, and they're from his point of view exclusively. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciated the uh, first person point of view. Yeah. It, it's not something I usually find myself enjoying. I'll be completely honest. I actually really hate first person. Really? Uh, for almost every case. Interesting. Um, however. For the third person, the omnipotent. The, the third person. Omnipotent. Yeah. Om- omnipresent. Whatever. Yeah. Omniscient. Omniscient. Yeah. There we go. That was uh, <laughs> one of those words. I knew it was omni-something. It's a vocab word, you know. I should um, know these things, but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, uh, because I find first person a bit greening. I don't know if there, if it's because it's like, I did this, and I'm like, no, I didn't. Or if it's because I'm like, who's speaking necessarily? I can see that. I can totally see that. Uh, because I do appreciate the third person point of view perspective. Um, I think, I don't know, this seemed to do a really good job of zooming of and then blank. pulling back out yeah, it, it, and zooming in and zooming out. It was described as first person past tense. Yeah. Uh, which apparently is something I enjoy, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when you typically look at first person, it's it's that zoomed in effect. Yeah. Right? Like it's from their perspective and that's all that you get. And so from third person, you get all the details. So you know what's happening, even though the character doesn't. Yeah, right? which, which is something I can appreciate, right? Because I, I like solving the book before the book happens. <laughs> <laughs> Although this one was, this one fell into place. And especially mm. no, going in knowing that it was based on the Greek-Roman mythology. Yeah. Like, those follow a very specific pattern. Yeah, right? the, the they hero- always heroic journey. The actually. heroic journeys always, and it even mentions in there like the previous heroes. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. Right? But yeah, yeah. So um, formula. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. No, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, then there's another set of five, and these are more heroes. Uh, Percy is still a point of view in a couple of them. Um, but some of the characters that were in the first five books are present, uh, as point of view, as well as just being present, because this is in the same universe. Sure. Um, and then there's some new characters. Interesting. Uh, which in your, which was a good introduction. Uh, we'll get to that. It's a very interesting introduction. I will say that. It changes the way you see the universe. I look forward to reading those. Okay. Uh, and then the last five. Are actually the, I'm actually reading them right now. I just started the first book. Uh, they're the Trials of Apollo. Hmm. You will understand why they're called that when you finish. Like by the time you finish uh, the the tenth book in this series, suffice it to say, this is something that's happened before and apparently happens again. Nice. Okay. 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 I guess. Um, these are told. By the perspective of someone else. Sure. Always are. Yeah. Not Percy and none of the previous characters either. Oh, it's okay. someone completely different. Not exactly one you'd expect, right? Um, and also, um, as, as far as the first book so far is contain, uh, concerned, I mean, um, and I haven't finished it. I'll put that out there. Uh, I'm a little over halfway through. Um, but as far as it's concerned, 
you don't get those previous characters either. Oh, okay. Like, you get Percy for, like, a chapter. He's present. He's not even, like, the main guy, right? He's just there. And he's along for the ride for, like, a minute. And he, But he's adamant that he's not going to be a part of this. He's like, no, I'm done. He's got his own stuff to worry about. Hmm. And all the characters do. All of those main characters are like, well, they're, like, so-and-so's here. So-and-so's there. So-and-so's doing this. And and it's like, I appreciate that. Because, like, I want to I know what's going on with this guy. Uh, and also, like, but I also wanted to know what they were doing and how their life was going, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Um, I'm attached to them. Because I grew up with them. Sure. And I think my last fact is just, like, one of those weird things that I found out. But apparently... Um, Rick Riordan, his birthday was, let's see, uh, it was June 5th, 1964. He's like 56, if my math's right. Oh. Um, his wife has the same birthday. And also they got married on this, this day. So his wedding anniversary, his birthday and his wife's birthday are all on the same day. That's weird. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Hmm. I've got a great idea. Let's get married on our birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, why would you do that? But okay. <laughs> Makes things simple, I guess. I, you get know everything what? out of the way. Totally don't have to remember other dates, right? <laughs> yeah, just get it all in one. <laughs> like, what did I forget? Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, with those fun facts out of the way, sure. Uh, I feel like we can now delve into book review. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'll go first because mine's pretty simple. I love this book. It is, I first read it when I was in middle school myself. I related very heavily to the main character for several reasons I didn't realize at the time. One, we were both about 12. I I would say I was 9 to 12, so like, give or take. I don't know when I read it exactly. Um, we both had an abusive father figure. I will say that. Um, both had a really cool mom, (laughs) uh, who, who did a great job raising us. I feel, um, I didn't necessarily develop water God powers. We'll get into that, but I feel like it would be great if I did. (laughs) And, um, we both have ADHD now confirmed. Uh, and finally, like, he is a masculine person, and I, while not being a man necessarily, am still a masculine identifying person. Um, so that's something I didn't quite track as a kid, that that was the reason I may have felt attached to this character. But hey, now now looking back, I can be like, I wanted to be him. <laughs> which, was a cl- which is a classic for trans people. It, it's, do I want to be them or be with them? And I'm like, oh, okay, De- definitely him. Like, that's who I want to be here. And see, I would think that you would identify with him because he feels like he's on the outside always. I could see that, yeah. <laughs> just just going from what I know of your childhood because I was there. <laughs> like, a bit of an outsider. I, I didn't, I, obviously, I didn't quite fit the troublemaker mold. I, in fact, because of my anxiety and stuff, and other stuff was able to my ADHD didn't present with dyslexia thankfully so I was able to get away with 
being perceived as uh, gifted and talented, the way it was phrased. You were the mastermind. <laughs> let's, let's be real. <laughs> until, <laughs> until I had to actually do learning, and then it sucked. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so I wasn't troublemaker, no. right? I wasn't always getting in trouble. Uh, I didn't have powers that were acting up, apparently, no, unfortunately. I, I was always, like, too way too nervous to do anything that could possibly be perceived as bad. But, you know, in the book, that he doesn't... No, he, he doesn't he, ever... He's not trying. Things just happen to him. Yeah, he just, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I kind of feel like in there were certain points, he was, like, being, like, I'm really nervous. I'm, I am I have this bad feeling of dread that something's going to happen, and I'm not going to be responsible for it, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to be blamed for it. Right? Like, at several points, he says that, right? Yeah. Like, like think some things are out of your out of your control. Right? Yeah. I, I, goodness, there are so many reasons I identify with this character. Uh, yeah, so, so, I, my personal opinions. <laughs> Just keep going. Okay. My personal opinions regarding the, the book is, um, I love it because I relate heavily to it and it's such a strong part of my childhood. Um, but I can recognize things like the writing was definitely made for middle schoolers, oh, like sure. younger children. Sure. He got to the plot pretty quick. It was a pretty specific It was a fast-paced book. It was, yeah. The journey itself, there were very specific, this happened like, and beat, this. Like, beat, 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 yeah. we're done. But. Which I appreciate. Like, you have to, if he's targeting that grade, that age group, like, that age it group. It has where to. You, you have to, because otherwise they're like. Uh, this is boring. I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. Like we, this we isn't can't. Going we can't. Lord of the Rings. This. Yeah, and, and I've told you. Like even even I, even as an adult, I sometimes have trouble being captured by what I'm reading. If it doesn't capture me, like within, fi- I'll give it 15 pages, 15 minutes, whatever. Mm. And if I'm not, then I'm going to close it and I'm not going to come back to. It. I'm going to be like, this is boring. It's not my cup of tea. No, thank you. Keep it to yourself. But, like, from, like, the very first couple pages, he, he grabbed me and just swept me along this journey. And with his perspective, I felt like I was along with him. Like, I felt like I was there beside him. And that's what I appreciated. And let's let's get into your opinion, because that's what I care about. Um, no. Because <laughs> my opinion matters more. <laughs> um, because I already know how I feel. I am the queen. Um, um, but you... You haven't read this book before this. No, no, I, I, the, I never picked up this book. I don't even think I have it in my classroom library. But um, might pick it up now, maybe. I, I'm, I'm, I might, Depending, I might consider. I know that yeah. specifically um, for like recommendations to my fourth hmm. and fifth graders. Um, the book itself, I have recommended. Uh, to my yeah to my students, just because that they can identify with someone who has dyslexia mm-hmm. and um and so I you know I always try to screen the books that I recommend to my students because I don't want to recommend them something that that has that's going to be inappropriate or yeah. or even worse yet if I know something you know we we talked about trigger warnings if I yeah. know something about my student I need to know if this they're going to be into this or not into this or if they're going to you know have some issues with yeah. it so I had not read this. I wish I had. So you did a bad job here, is what you're I saying. Did. <laughs> this is definitely, I've recommended this author, and I've never read any of his books. I feel so terrible. 
maybe less terrible now. now I feel that less terrible yeah. because like now I do want to actually read more and be like, hey, yeah, this is definitely because there are several students that I can think of that would be like, I think that you would really get along with this. In fact, I I could even see, you know, me introducing it to some of my students. There you go. Um, we do sometimes do some uh, book reads in, mm. in my classroom, and I pick random books, you know, based on different, different reasons. Yeah. Uh, and so this is something definitely that we could do, like, it would take us several months, obviously, yeah. to read through it um, because of time constraints, but I could definitely see me reading this de- to my older students. I wouldn't, right. I probably would not do this f- read it younger. for my second, third graders, but definitely for my fourth, fifth graders. Because they're more, but yeah. Yeah, I think, I think several of my students would thoroughly enjoy it. I, I mean, and uh, I, I'm actually aware that there are actual, like, lessons, like, uh, teacher oh, totally. lessons, yeah, for this totally. already. Yeah, like, totally. people do use this as teaching material. Yeah. Just, um, just going through, um, you know, it was friendly earlier, you were talking about, um, Rick Riordan doing, uh, an exercise in his classroom. Yeah. That's actually an exercise I've done when really? I was, do- oh yeah, yeah. When mm-hmm. I did my, when I was teaching third grade, you know, I did, uh, English language arts mm-hmm. and, and social studies, which yeah. are my two favorite subjects, mm-hmm. right? Um, we would do an exercise where, um, talking about history, we would do, um, it was the fairy tale. Yeah. There's a fairy tale segment that Texas Teaks um, calls for, and we, we cover a whole list that covers fairy tales, fables, and mythology, right? Right. We delve into the Greek mythology. Um, one of the things that we do as an assignment after we introduce several mythologies is um, we have them write about a new, a new, new demigod, right? Create oh, okay. a demigod for themselves. They either, they can be that demigod or it can be, you know, their outside perspective of creating a demigod. That is a creative writing assignment. Do we assignment. want to define demigod just in case somebody doesn't know that term and is coming in here blind? Oh, sure. What is a demigod? So a demigod, well, I don't know. How would you define it? Uh, somebody with godly parentage would be yes. the base definition. Yes. Um, in here it's used very specifically like, uh, For the Greek, the Greek, like mythology. you're, you have a parent, male or female, in this case, because we are very binary. Because this was before he he did some learning. Sure. Um, although although he does mention that it's very malleable later. Yeah. Um, does he? Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, he he does some great learning as he goes on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he he. He brings in lots of perspectives. Oh, nice. Like, uh, th- there's actually a confirmed uh, gay character within this. Not this set. It's not confirmed in here. It's actually confirmed in the next uh, five. Huh. Um, but he is in this set of books. Gotcha. So okay, so demigod is like where one, at least one parent it, it is... is one of the twelve Olympian, or as is expanded upon later. Any of the minors as well. Minor gods yeah. and goddesses, right? And so it could be either parent. Yeah, your, your power level, we'll say, yes. <laughs> enter, like, Dragon Ball Z sound effect here, but your power level is, like, variable based off of who yes. it is, but, you know. I thought he did a really great job of mentioning the big G versus the little G. Oh, okay. I, 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 I came across that. that. I, I came across up, that in my research. Yeah, I picked up on that, and I thought he did a really good job of saying, "Okay, we're not talking about that God religion. We're we're just here, and this is where we are, and we're not touching that. You can have your own." 
I think he did a really great job of kind of intertwining those two philosophies in um, not just the mythology, but your source belief, right? Mm. Because that is where the mythology, you yeah. know, and I, know I keep doing quotation marks as well, if they could see me, but like um, your mythology he actually oh, sorry, based on... Sorry. But he, he does clarify uh, anytime he's like uh, uh, writing in, uh, an author's note in, in some of his books or on the website that when he says mythology, he is using it in its first definition, which is just pertaining to like tales of like gods and goddesses and etc. Sure. Like not, you know, a, a made up religion type stuff, right? right just right. specifically stories of creation type things. Right, right. What's interesting though is it it does open up questions of, you know, the religion. Because the mythology gods and goddesses were based on a religion. Oh yeah. So I just thought that was interesting how he 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 touched the, he touched on the subject and then kept moving. He was like, "Yep, I ain't got time for that." From what I understand, it's Chiron. It, as Chiron? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that no, correct. C H is K. Okay, uh, versus Charon uh, or Charon, however you pronounce it. I it always read K. it. It would C H would say K. I'm talking about C H A. It would be K. okay. Still Karen. Karen. Charon <laughs> uh, versus Chiron. Um, Chiron, uh, who is a centaur. We will spoil yeah. that real quick. Um, um, I guess it's not spoilers if it's mentioned in mythology, huh? <laughs> you could read it on the back. <laughs> That's it. Um, but Chiron's the one who apparently mentions the the big G versus little G. Yeah, and he yeah. says like, like he's like very specific that we're talking smaller matters. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, which you're right is very interesting, and um, I already informed you that there's a total of fifteen in this series. Sure. Uh, fun fact, uh, again, we're bringing back my fun fact segment um, <laughs> already. Um, there's actually uh, six more books, uh, three of which involve Egyptian mythology. Ooh, nice. And three involving Norse. Ooh. As well as several supplemental, like, like there's also just various, like, one-off little book things here and there um, about various, and the ones involving Egyptian... The ones involving North, and he doesn't write Egyptian or any other mythology anymore now because, because uh, he says like it's not his place to tell. Sure, which sure. I can appreciate. Absolutely. Um, but he already wrote them, so it's you know already done. Uh, but the Egyptian, the Norse, and the Greek slash Roman, all still take place in the same universe. Well, sure they would. Yeah. Um, in the realm of when you, um, pick up Norse gods and goddesses. I think at one point he mentions um, uh, something about Percy recognizing that this is where the Native Americans, like he just briefly mentions that in, mm. in passing. And I was thinking, you know, Native Americans would have had their own belief system yeah. based on gods and goddesses. And we would actually, we actually do pull in some of their mythology, again with the quotation marks, <laughs> because it, living in the world that we live in, Anything that's not what it is now, present day, is considered mythology. Right. right. So you would end up, I mean, I could very easily see this author going and pulling from other cultural um, gods and goddesses. And he could, but as, as I said, he's mentioned that he won't because it's not his place to tell other cultures. In, he, is he, he Greek or Roman? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, actually. So you see, you see how you could take liberties. But, but he, he's he's like for the wider ones, he's like 
You know, he, he's like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess nurse. Yeah, nurse um, is more more white, white, white. But specifically, um, he does have a um, Rick Riordan presents imprint. I don't know what that means in book terms, but as far as I can tell, it just means like a series of things that a publisher releases that he didn't write, but they're from up and coming authors that aren't necessarily well known that he would you know recommend and promote by sure. using his name um and they write about their their mythology right uh, i actually have one in my library called race to the sun um that is about native americans specifically navajo mythology oh, nice. yeah nice. um so he does like uplift other authors to talk about their yeah, uh work um it's he, a great way he, yeah. to get the storytelling out mm-hmm. you know for centuries I mean, that's one of the things I teach in, in my dyslexia class is for centuries, stories like this have been told orally. Like, that's yeah. actually one of the first things that I teach um, to my students. It's, like, in lesson, like, three through five. Um, we talk about um, how stories, oral language was passed down. Stories like this would have been passed down, and now it's written. Yeah. So, I like how he mentions the the character had difficulty reading the English language. <laughs> um, it, it was, it was interesting to, to see that. And then how he, he was able making that connection to his characteristics, how he was able, he had no problem being able to read the Greek mm-hmm. language, which I found interesting. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've established necessarily how you feel about this book though. Oh, I love I th- it. I th- I th- yeah, I think we talked I, about I it. I thought I already talked yeah. about it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for multiple reasons. Um, I liked the storyline. It captured me from the very first couple pages and just carried me on this journey. And I appreciate when an author is able to do that, mm-hmm. um, to capture me from the very beginning and carry me along, even in the places where... Um, there was uh, just just setting up the scene. Right. I appreciated those details. There were there were details that were seemed minor to some people, but mm-hmm. I appreciate because for me it helps in my visualization of of the events of the book. Um, and so I appreciate that because not every author puts in details, and yeah. some authors don't even. I believe me, I've read some things that some authors <laughs> have these preconceived notions that some details are not important. Well, they really kind of are, especially if you're trying to get someone interested in visualizing or being able to picture this as as something that could happen or is happening. Right. right? To connect details, you have to have other details in place. And so I appreciated the details, you know, the color of um, of the animal. You know, of the animals that take place. Um, the the specific way that he put in, he uh, wove in the dyslexia mm-hmm. of how per- Percy had difficulty reading things. And, and he put that in to the storyline. Like, I appreciated that attention to his detail. Yeah. Um, a lot of writers would have just said, oh, yeah, he's dyslexic and then just moved on and everything. Wouldn't have had that affect how he Yeah, like worked, how yeah. he read, how he read things and what, how he was struggling and, and his thoughts would not go back to that. Like it would be a, oh, I mentioned it in the very beginning. Don't, don't you remember? Yeah. But I appreciated that throughout the story he continued to mention, 
I still have dyslexia yeah, because like it didn't dys- magically go yeah, away. Dyslexia is a lifelong disorder, so you know it's still here. I'm a demigod, but guess what? I still have dyslexia. In fact, <laughs> in Rick Riordan's universe, I have dyslexia because I'm a demigod. Because I'm a demigod. <laughs> yeah. What what a what an interesting way to sometimes be able to explain that, right? To empower yeah. as well, like yeah, like the the. Well, this isn't a What's, disorder. This is, you know, yeah. superpower. Absolutely. Did you see, you saw my shirt that I ordered, right? The, the, the new, have you seen that one? It's the new one. It's, Which one? Dyslexia is not a disability. It's a ability. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a super ability. And he's dabbing. <laughs> yeah, your sister thought I was lame. But I, my dyslexic kids absolutely loved it. So that's all that matters. Because I, I dressed to impress. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I also appreciated... Just the story in general, um, just going through it and feeling, um, knowing that he was going on this journey. Like, I like the journey parables. Okay. Um, In general, I appreciate gaming or any stories that take me on a journey. Right. Um, And there wasn't a love interest. I had to, I had to. Well, even, you'd be surprised. Well, We'll mention it, but right now, right now, there is no love interest. Like he is, he is cool friends with these people. He, he holds them off, and then like the relationships with the people, like are like something that are realistic and Mm. you could relate to. Like yeah, um, and I appreciated that that it was a journey of him. That it didn't Mm. just switch over to oh, they all lived happily ever after. Okay, yeah, like it didn't have didn't have one of those uh, cool anime ends. <laughs> every every shonen anime and shonen anime uh, is is basically uh, quote unquote typical boy animes, right? Like your um, uh, you've seen Yu Gi Oh's, um, yeah. uh, Pokemon, yeah. although not really Pokemon, but it's more things like Naruto, Bleach. You may have heard some kids mention. I don't know. Um, things like that. But those are the two prominent ones in my head uh, that I never watched. Where things get better whenever you meet the love of your life. <laughs> Where they've known each other. Like, they're all childhood friends or yes. whatever, basically. And then, like, the author doesn't know how to properly end the series. So, basically, everybody gets with everybody. Yeah. yeah. And we all live. Yeah. Yeah. We all. I've always known I've loved you. I Even though, like, it. I never really. Like, I'd rather I... never spoke to you. Or, like, we fight all the freaking time five minutes ago i barely knew you but now you and i are best buds and <laughs> yeah it was a serious problem with naruto i heard <laughs> no but this this story the way it developed the character relationships i appreciated and i think if i remember correctly uh reading that's what he was going for like he, yeah in fact that was one of his problems with the movie is that it aged up and uh i believe quote unquote sexed up some aspects. See, that's that is one of the problems, isn't it? Mm. Is if you're targeting a specific age group, you they have crushes, but you don't bring in that love interest. Like it's twelve year olds aren't love or die type <laughs> mentality. I don't know. They seem kind of love or die. <laughs> They're not. That usually hits around 15, 16. Like, <laughs> like if you're talking about 9, 10, 11, 12 year olds, they're, a, oh, I've got a crush, but I don't want to say anything. But she and I can be best friends, and I've got a crush. Yeah, and, and he mentioned on his website that um, that 
as far as he was concerned in like uh, and this was in regard to the uh the gay character right uh in, in in that he wasn't going to shy away from depicting that he existed and he had a crush and also a, a he actually gets his own uh partner um by the end of the um the 10th like book or whatever like i can't remember exactly which book it was in um but by the second set of five books he's with somebody um wait percy or somebody else? no somebody else okay, so the, somebody the, else. the okay. gay character okay so who i don't want to spoil it for you because no, because no, no. so, him being gay was actually uh, a major you're plot telling point. me though that percy does eventually hook up with i wouldn't like i wouldn't phrase it as hook up so see you've read the rest of the books yes. right so and here's the thing. I don't mind spoilers. You know that. I'm, I know. I, I, I'm lame like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, because I don't spoilers. like surprises. <laughs> I, I enjoy spoilers. My, I myself, yeah. right, enjoy spoilers. Because 90% of the time, that's what makes me actually get off my butt. And, and I actually want to, yeah. Get well, that sounds thing. interesting now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, is does he develop a love interest? Yes, straight up. Does he age throughout the book? He ages or throughout he the book. the whole same no, age of he, 12? he ages each book. You know, yeah. the Simpson effect, they, they never... Yeah. Hit. Maggie's still a baby, and it's, you know, 20-something <laughs> years later. Yeah. No, he, um, like, he, he's, uh, if I remember correctly, it's about, like, a year slash grade each book. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see that, because towards this one, he had gone up a grade, so... Yeah. I was hoping that it would age him like that, mm, but some yeah. some authors some don't. I've read I've read miniseries. I'm, I'm old, <laughs> so you know I read a lot. Um, I've read a lot. Uh, some authors go off and they forget the details. Mm. You know, you run into that continuity yeah, yeah, the issue. Continuity you know, uh, where well this happened in the earlier book, but I totally forgot all about that. So I'm just going to reinvent or re-explain <laughs> retcon this thing, yeah. which is so frustrating because you know you're like, wait a minute. I do remember those details. <laughs> I, I just read that book, actually. <laughs> and it was actually about this way. But I I will appreciate that fact, then, if, if he stays yeah, true he, to He me. ages up. Um, he does get a love interest. Uh, I, we'll, we'll discuss it, but I feel like it's pretty obvious who. I feel like it is, too. Um, but there are things that happen in the next couple books where it could be someone else. I can see that. The... the <laughs> I can see he pulled in. He mentioned several key characters mm. that seemed like, like there could be more f- further development yeah. of their character. Um, I kind of. I'm have, interested in discussing who you think that is, actually. Oh sure, um, okay, yeah, um, like, like there were several characters, like even like midway through the book, I was like, okay, there's this one character that I absolutely don't trust. We'll, we'll discuss that, okay. And then when he got to. The reveal. The oracle. Okay. And they said their th- their piece. I oh, was so like, that early? Yeah, could you not see? No, I, I, I had inklings, I'll be honest. So, um, because I Keep consumed. in mind, I first read this when I was like oh, nine. Sure, sure, but I've consumed so many books that my background knowledge allows me to, I guess, probably connect dots a lot yeah, sooner. Yeah, a lot right? faster. So your background knowledge has a lot to do with how you can understand a book. Right? Yeah. I teach that for a living. Yeah. So, yes, as early as the Oracle, I was able to say, mm, I was okay. able to piece back. And You're like, back. I'm right. <laughs> okay, there, there were some details here with this person that I think Blank. that we are not supposed to trust this person. Okay. Um, and, and once we get into the main plot point, 
yeah. aspect, we will discuss that. Because, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure we're on the same page here. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I feel like that really covered it for the book review. We both liked it, which I, is good. I absolutely loved it, yeah. Because um, I don't know if I stated this out loud already. I probably did, but... I stated to you at least once, I would cry if you said anything bad. You did. And you were so worried. And I was like, I I was reading the first couple pages. And I remember looking up because, you know, Kobe was sleeping mm. right beside me. He's my dog. Uh, he was <laughs> sleeping right beside me. And um, he woke up and yawned. And I said, Kobe, how could, how could Elliot think that I wouldn't like this? This is amazing. <laughs> And I was so engrossed in the book that uh, I've got to make a mom confession time. Uh I didn't want to get up. So I've run out of water. So I yelled to one of your siblings to get me some water. So I didn't have to put the book down. Like I was like, I'm busy reading. And your sister was like, "Mm, seems like you can get up and get through some water. And I was like, nope, nope, I can't. I'm doing something really important right now. (laughs) I'll be honest. You have no idea how happy this makes me. Um, okay, so book review done. We both loved it. Okay. Um, so let's get into spoiler territory where we discuss the actual, like, plot of the book. Sure. So, um, heads up, listener, if you have been intrigued by our discussion and you want to check into this book, which we didn't actually describe, uh, I'll be honest, we, you, you we, did, some... we did allusions to aspects of the book, but it's... I don't think you did a proper yeah, summary. Yeah, suffice it to say, <laughs> it's a urban you... fantasy novel involving Greek mythology. Um, With a, a person of about 12 who goes on an adventure yeah. that is a hero's quest. Yeah. So if you like something as simple as that, it's fast-paced, I'll say that. It does. It yeah. has a bit of action in it. Well, a bit more than a bit of action. It, yeah. Like, it's pretty much all action. Yeah, it when is. When you think about it. It goes from one to the next, uh, yeah. Beat, beat, beat. Um, it, it doesn't play up romance, so if you're hoping for that, unfortunately, we don't have it just yet. Um, although they never really play up the romance, I'll be honest. Oh, it, it's just there. Sure. It's a developing feature, huh. so you'll appreciate that. I do, yeah. Um, and like we said, it is a book for originally for children who are about middle school age, but Hey, my mom got a kick out of it. So that has to say something, right? And I'm (laughs) (laughs) so many years old. We'll never tell. Old enough to have an adult child. So So, let's start with, um, I guess the first plot point, um, Percy is revealed uh within the first two chapters i believe i believe it's on the second one where an event happens he goes to a museum as part of school right it's a school trip and he has a a substitute quote-unquote teacher who's covering for another teacher um who's been there all year like halfway through the year um, some shenanigans happen at the museum where there's a bully who's being annoying and, uh, Percy just gets really angry at her. And all of a sudden she's on the ground and covered in water after he'd been sitting by a fountain. Really weird. And so this teacher calls him and lures him away into the museum that is surprisingly empty now for some reason. Who knows? <laughs> um, where she just transforms... 
Yeah. Into what is described as a hag-like creature. Yeah. And, you know, I was actually, when I was reading it, and, and the book has no connect. Well, it has minimal connection, but I was actually thinking of Miss Nelson is missing the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, I, I know that sounds so stupid. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a children. Yeah, you've read it. Every, <laughs> every child in American elementary school has read that or had that read to them. But I was thinking, like, because the picture of the lady, of how she looked, I was actually yeah. picturing the before. Mm. Like, that's maybe how she looked. Like, you know, like, almost monster. Like, I'm like about those, to turn into those, a monster those teachers type. you've had yeah. where you're just like, you're a secret land monster, aren't you? Yeah, like, there's some MIB stuff happening here, you know? <laughs> I think my teacher's from Saturn. Jupiter, actually, but <laughs> close. <laughs> so she transforms. Uh, all of a sudden, Mr. Brunner, who is a teacher, uh, the, who is teacher, who is Percy's uh, Latin teacher, um, who's been teaching him Latin, obviously, but specifically things about Greek mythology. Encouraging it. And, and saying, like, this is pretty important. You might want to remember that. <laughs> um throws him a pin that becomes a sword what and then he he slashes through this teacher monster and he goes outside like after this teacher monster turns into sand um he goes outside and he's like hey y'all what's up with that and they go what's up with what we have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> who <laughs> what teacher and he goes through the rest of the semester just like um, getting into a couple more shenanigans of fights, basically, um, and failing ultimately because he kind of loses steam. I guess he he kind of stops caring because all of a sudden it feels like the world's kind of like against him here because he's like, I know this happened, but everybody's telling me I'm wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, at a certain point, you're like, well, if everyone says the sky is red, it must be red. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know what what red is. I yeah. guess. Um. And so he, he ends up getting uh, expelled from school by the end of that chapter. And and he goes home. Uh, and on the way home, he's writing with his friend Grover, who's very important character. We'll have to keep him in mind. He, um, he, he He's described as having some kind of muscular problem. Muscular, yeah. Yeah. Muscular. And, and um, he walks funny problem. because of it. Yeah. Um, that yeah. won't come up. <laughs> and and he he's writing with him because he's like you're you know you're my friend and, and I'm coming with you and he mentions I'm supposed to protect you yeah which is really weird yeah you know the minute the next part that happened mm. I already knew the minute he described three ladies okay so we come across the the bus stops yeah. on the way home and there's three old ladies at a fruit stand yep and they're knitting. Yep, they're knitting. Very weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what you would expect old ladies to be doing, right? Right. That's what old ladies do. They all knit. Um, <clears throat> and at one point, they pull out a pair of scissors while holding the string. And I knew the symbolism there, too. And they're staring yeah. at Percy. And Percy's staring at them. And they cut the string. Which will play a part later. Not not like a... Like, it, it's a symbolic thing. Which, if you're familiar with Greek mythology, they, um, we, we, I mean, we could spoil it because we're talking about each point as sure, we go. Sure, sure. Um, they are representing the fates. Right. Um, the three fates who, who... Determine your lifeline. Yeah. 
Um, the length of your lifeline, specifically. Yeah, if you watched Hercules, you'll recall oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. That, um, yeah. that they had a string, and then uh, when he was going to die, they cut it. Yep. Except it didn't quite cut, and he was actually alive. He emerged from the pool, and it was a whole thing. Because it's a demigod, right? <laughs> <laughs> because he was a demigod. Because he was the son of Zeus. Um, yeah. So yeah, Hercules, right? Uh, oh, anyway, um, Hercules comes later. Oh, okay. Yeah. I um, I was wondering if they were going to mesh him in. Oh, he does, but he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, he is. Haven't you seen the movies? <laughs> Haven't you read any of the Except books? Except for the Disney one. <laughs> he was a pretty good one in that. No, he was still he was still an ass. No, he was kind of up his own ass. Like, but he wasn't like an asshole. <laughs> There's sometimes not. I guess we we've, we've decided we're cursing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I, I I hadn't realized whether or not we were. Um so just keep it clean. <laughs> so there's that bit of symbolism. He manages to make it back to his house where his mom is. Okay. Uh, except it's not his mom at the house. It's his smelly stepdad, Gabe. Whose last name is quite literally Ugliano. <laughs> I saw that. And I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, that jives. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... He, he's a smelly, nasty, terrible person uh, who, you know, it's implied he does content warning, like, hit Percy on occasion. Like, he, he may go further. It's not said, but who knows? Um, so Percy and him do not get along. And Percy makes several statements about, like, how his, his mom definitely deserves better, and he has no idea why she would possibly go for a guy like that yeah this is hell on my sound engineering like this is why i said car talks in the car with mom. we might do it in the car from now on talks with mom um it's a great title <laughs> car talks with mom you know i i identified with um his setup which part um you had said that you didn't identify with him because of the whole stepfather being not being the real father right yours is kind of oh i still identified with it like um, but, but my situation is different, yes. Right, but I specifically identified with his whole situation. Like, yeah. him moving to a new school every year of his mm-hmm. grade, I identified with that. I mean, I can name off, I was in seven different schools throughout my academic career right. until I basically told my mom, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's because I, like, was working and had a job, right? Mm. Um. I had an abusive stepfather who was a jerk, who yeah. was horrible, was horrible to us, was horrible to my mom. So I identified with his character on those levels. Yeah. On him him having to change new school, new friends, new dealing with the bullies, and you just you do what you can to feel in because you feel invisible, you do what you can to be invisible. Yeah. Right? Like you don't go looking for trouble. Somehow just trouble just you. walks right up to you and says hi and then punches you in the face and you just punch back and then suddenly you're in the principal's office. Yeah. I may or may not know something about that. <laughs> weird. Uh, weird. A teacher who's actually been suspended before, I may know something about that. <laughs> I've been expelled from a school before. So, like, I like I identified with that, you know, with him getting into trouble, but not actively looking for it. You yeah. Know? It just comes looking for him and then having to go home and deal with that whole, you know, you love your mom, but what, what the heck is she, what the hell is she going on in her? Why? 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 You know that she's trying to do the best, but how is this in her mind 
the best. Yeah. What what could she be thinking? Yeah. Um and his mom comes home very quickly, thankfully, uh, and is like, Hey, let's let's basically celebrate you being home, uh, and go to our place at by the beach. Um Okay. You yeah, that's me when I knew. Yeah, well that's when I knew. Oh oh really? That's when I knew. <laughs> so many symbolism. Like I had had a pink thing before, and then I was like, "Yep, nope." That was his favorite okay. beach, favorite yeah. place, favorite place, the beach. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so so she's like, "Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach, beach." Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make so many like meme references that you won't get. I know. I'm so old. You'll have to show me later, and I'll be like, "Oh, that was so hilarious when uh-huh. you said that." <laughs> <laughs> um, but. They have to get past Gabe. And Gabe's big thing is just, you know, this money better not be coming from me. And my car, I don't know how you 12-year-old boy are going to manage to scratch it, but if you do... <laughs> yep. Um, so they, they drive. And this is about as far as I got rereading the series before we started recording. Because um, it, it has been a minute. Sure. So I'm going to start forgetting the details in which things happen. Well, that's okay. Where you, you can, can feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're at the beach. This part I, I do remember. Um, and his mom starts talking about his dad. Well, because he asked her. Yeah. He, he had made mention. He's like, what's up with that? And she mentions that he was lost at sea. There's a, there's a crucial difference here. Lost at sea versus dead. Yeah, and left right like he's lost at sea. Not yeah. not he left us. Not he's dead. He's gone. He's lost at sea. Very interesting wording. Anything you want to add? Because like I said, I, I no, details are gone for me. That's that's pretty much it. Um, and then kid is like, okay, well, what about it? <laughs> he's like, well, he sucks then. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, wait, he wasn't. Well, he, he didn't even wait until like I was born. Because to leave. in his mind, I think he was going more along the lines with. Um, so he willingly chose, like he knew that, uh, in, in the book it mentions, um, he had thought that his father left when he was a baby. Right. That, that he, he was at least old enough yeah, to remember. he made mention that he thought he had, he thinks, and this is very key, right? Yeah. To later on, he thought he had a memory of his father yeah. as an, as a small Small infant. I don't know how you remember stuff like that, but maybe people do. I don't it know. It sticks with you or something. Um, but his mom said, no, he left before you were a baby. Like, like, like while I was pregnant. Like, while I was still pregnant, you never actually met him. Like, she specifically mentions that. Yeah. But he uh, makes mention in the book that he swears up and down for the life of him that he has a memory of his of father. Of a warm smile. But he doesn't, like, he can't place that. Yeah. And how could that possibly exist if suddenly mom, now, after all this time, has revealed that, no, he actually left before you were born. Yeah. Because it wasn't until she mentions that that he was like, oh, I always well, just thought. He, yeah, he's like, well, now, screw him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you, you, you weren't good enough to stay with my mom? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, you knew? You knew about me? <laughs> um, and then I believe, if I remember correctly, what happens is he spills what happened at the museum. Yes. Um, and that 
because his mom was acting weird when she asked him on this trip. She was kind of fidgety, like his friend was. Because moms know. Moms know. Mom, <laughs> the mom could sense that when he was back at the apartment and she had asked him, oh, hey, is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, everything's sure. fine. <laughs> like, moms know. She, like, you could read instinctually. Instinctually, I as a mom was like, no, no. You, you know, and she knows. She wants to get you you know, into a place where you feel safe before she talks about it, that's what a good mom does, yeah. right? Like, okay, well, I know you don't want to talk about it now, but I, I, I do need, we to, need know. to know. Yeah. Like, you know, as your mom, I can't protect you if you don't tell me what I'm supposed to protect you from, right? Yeah. So I think that was important. Yeah. Um, so he mentions what happens at the museum, and she goes, wait, what? Yeah. You didn't tell me this suit? We, uh, we need to go now. Because that makes more sense as to what is happening detail-wise, which I appreciated yeah. the foreshadowing, mm. right, um, of, of what was to come. Oh, some uh, detail I forgot about the museum is that um, is that his teacher, uh, who turned into a fury, by the way, we'll spoil that, that's what monster she was, um, mentions... That they know what he's done, and he won't get away with it. So it's very specific that he did something, and he's trying to get away with it. Which, you know, is, is a weird thing. And he overheard his, his teacher talking with his friend Grover, by the way, uh, about a deadline. A the dead summer time. solstice. Yep. So probably should have mentioned that. Um, but his mom goes, we have to go now. And he goes, Where? And she's like, this place where you'll be safe. And he's like, safe from what? And yeah. then they're in the car, and they're being chased by the Minotaur. And also Grover's there. I don't remember when Grover... Grover comes up. Grover that, comes up, yeah. um, like, as... As they're talking. Like, as they're talking, and he's like, he's hey, like, you have to go I'm now. here. Yeah. Um, and he is... all. See, the way I visualized it was the storm was following him mm. because it was tracking down Percy and he was following the storm because he clearly knew that the storm was tracking Percy. So wherever yeah. Percy was, that's where the storm was headed. So he, yeah. the storm was following uh, Grover, right? Yeah, there, there's been some weird weather stuff happening too in Manhattan <clears throat> apparently since Christmas. Yeah, so. well, yeah. And that makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, given later context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Grover's like, hey, you have to go. And his mom says, yeah, you have to go. Yeah. And they're going like, go where? And it's to this place called Camp Halfwood. Uh, and they're kind of explaining to him on the way, but not really. You know, because they're like, we're, it's, it's kind of like too much danger is happening. We don't have time to explain type of thing. Yeah. And I understand mom's point of like, once we get to where we're going, I, I'll, I feel I'll like, explain. yeah, because... But at the same time, I also feel that she, as a parent, she should have prepared him. Um, okay, so I see that. I, as a mom, like, I'm kind of torn. Like, I can see how I would want to protect my child, too, right? But at the same time, I am also the type of parent that would be, but at the same time I protect, I need to make sure my child can protect themselves because I yeah. can't always be there for you. I will say this to sway you, by the way, uh, <laughs> before we get to why you're saying this. Um they just, they mentioned specifically that being ignorant of one's abilities is actually like what helps keep things away faster. And I know that. Yeah. And I know that. Uh, but in the human world, that's not always the that's case. Not always, yeah. And and I come from that as a special education teacher, yeah. knowing 
you know, having raised, you know, a child with special educational needs and having been in, being, been in that field for, what, eight years now? Mm-hmm. Um, as a special educator, we teach our students to, to embrace what they are, yeah. to embrace what they have, because knowledge is power yeah. in the human context mm. world. Um, but in this book, he's saying knowledge is actually dangerous. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because... Yeah. Because well, philosophy like, well. of difference is... Eh, <laughs> is it really, though? <laughs> so, yeah, they're chased by the Minotaur. Uh, and that's pretty much, like, as the Minotaur catches up to them, they get to where they're going. Camp Half-Blood. And the problem is his mom pretty much... She goes, yeah, this is as far as I can take you, though. Because of the rules. Because of the rules. Yeah. And, and this shield around this place called Camp Halfwood. Um, which is, mortals cannot enter. And his mom happens to be a mortal. Um, so she's basically like, I'll pretty much distract this thing. Grover, just get his ass there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it wasn't even about Grover. It was, she was yelling at her son. And I got mad at him as a mother. <laughs> as a mother, I was like, boy, I will beat your ass if you don't do what I say. <laughs> Because I was thinking, like, if 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 there was ever, I was thinking if there was ever a situation where like one of your lives were in danger, um, and I was telling you to go to leave to get mm, yourself yeah. to safety, and your mother fucking ass stayed around, <laughs> um, and put yourself in danger, I would be pissed, and I'd be like, bitch, you better leave, or I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like I love you, and that's why I'm telling you to go. um yeah um sorry for the cursing no you're fine we're we're still deciding who this is for so um yeah so grover kind of has to be like hey percy this way uh and literally has to drag him away because as percy is refusing to go and watching his mom is taken by the minotaur and burst into a like basically a shower of glitter yeah that's how um, I pictured it. Yeah. Um, well, and Percy's not willing to leave. And for yeah. fair reason, it's his mother. Yeah. Like, that's, of all the people in his life, that's been the only consistency. You yeah, you can't take my one thing. Yeah. And so, like, he's wanting to protect his mother. He still doesn't understand what is going on, which does not help him in making his decision. Yeah. I mean, if you consider the mind of a 12-year-old. The mind of a 12-year-old who has lost so much mm-hmm. in his mind. He's had to move around from place to place. He hasn't had the luxury of getting those warm, fuzzy feelings every night. Mm. Um, because he's been sent to this boarding school and that, that boarding school. school. Yeah. Um, and so he he loves his mom and he knows that she's doing the best. But he doesn't understand what is going on right yeah. now. Because she hasn't prepared him. And... Uh, whether or not it was for his own good, he, as a 12-year-old, you don't see yeah, that. It, like, I, like yeah. I tell, you know, this kid not to um, not to cross the street. Well, uh, but there's something over there. You know, yeah. I tell your sibling not to burn candles. But, but they, they do. smell good. They do, yeah. So, like, in, in your mind, you justify, but this doesn't yeah. seem as dangerous because you're here and I want to protect you. <laughs> yeah. So, in his mind, he can't justify the greater good of him leaving, mm. right? Um, that that it that she's doing it to protect him. Yeah. So, yeah, he ends up, and he ends up. He's and he's trying to protect 
everybody. Like, he's trying to protect not just mom, but his best friend, Gover, too. Yeah. Like, and then he Because he's used to that. Yeah, because he's like, I, these are my important people. Yeah. I need to ensure their safety. He realizes his mom, he can't protect her after she goes off in a glitter cloud. And, yeah. And so then he's left with his best friend who gets knocked unconscious, mm-hmm. right? And he, he picks a fight with this Minotaur. Yeah, you make a decision. And he went, and I can't remember, does, does he have Riptide? No. No. Wait, no, does he? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. He, he, doesn't he just, like, find yeah, it yes, in his he coat does. or something? Yeah, he it because it, it always returns back to his pocket, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he does, but he, in that instance, like, he made a, he made a decision. Yeah. Like, he made a stand, Um. and the way he fought him was, was really kind of impressive, the mm. way he described the whole uh, fight was like, yeah. yeah, okay, I can see that happening. <laughs> child outrunning the minotaur and just like well, because killing like, him. <laughs> yeah like he uh he included some things about like the minotaur like um they kind of get tunnel vision right yeah and they can't because of the type of animal that they are they can't just turn at on the st- drop of a dime yeah right? they're, they're, they're very bad steering like um you know it's the object in motion will remain in yeah. motion you know type theory and so he the Minotaur, like, he uses that knowledge that his mother shared mm. just before she burst into glitter. He, she she said that to him uh, to help him, and he used that to his advantage. Yeah. Um. So he defeats the Minotaur. Yep. Uh, and then he passes out. Yep. Uh, and when he wakes up, there's this really cute girl hovering over him, and it's really weird, and then she calls him a seaweed brain. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I, th- I think that's where she calls him that. Not no, uh, is it later? No, it is later. Oh, it is later. Um, well, she, she called him seaweed brain at some point. <laughs> she she's kind of eh with him at first. But, she's um, like, "You're not impressive. How yeah. did, how did you kill a minotaur?" <laughs> I actually appreciated uh, with my medical background that the fact have how he presented the in and out of consciousness. Mm. Um, a lot of people would have been. You know, you see this in movies, they just wake straight up from a coma. Yeah. It doesn't work like that, let me tell you. <laughs> it's more like waking up on a Saturday or Sunday morning like I do, and yeah. you tell me it's time to go, and I'm like, I'm going to need a little bit more time <laughs> <laughs> to orient myself. Right. <laughs> um, but they did. he did a really good job of bringing him in and out of consciousness, yeah. which is how it really would have happened mm. if his energy had been drained of th- to that extent. Yeah. Yeah, you would expect Because when you're first discovering your powers, apparently, like, uh, you get really tired quickly. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because yeah. you would burn burn through that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to start helping me with plot points here, because uh, this is where it really does get fuzzy. Um, let's see. He He's reintroduced to his, his teacher, Mr. Burner. Yep, I saw that coming, too. Who introduces himself as uh, Chiron. I did not see that. I thought, but I did not see that coming. What, what did you think? Um, I figured that he, based on the conversation that had happened in the school, right, mm. where he overheard the conversation yeah. uh, between um, Mr. Bruner, Bruner and Grover, uh, Grover um, that I figured that they were going to be important later on. I, I, yeah. I, I knew I mean, that. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, yeah. obviously, they were going to be important later on. Um, but I didn't see what he was because mm. I was trying to oh, visualize... Oh, you mean as a mentor character? Yeah, I was okay. trying to visualize him... Like, because it describes the teacher, him, 
character as being in a wheelchair. And I was yeah. starting to think, okay, well, what type of character role would he play if he's in a wheelchair? Which I appreciated that representation. Yeah. Um, so I was, I, I did not see how his character would play. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not as, I had to Google it, because I wasn't as familiar with the Chiron, Charon yeah. type characters. Because, hello. I'm, There's a lot of them. I'm X number of years old, yeah. and... It's been years since I've encountered that type of, you know, storyline. Yeah, because so, because you you've been a bit out of uh, out of the game when it comes to uh, older, let's say like more mature type uh, storylines. I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all educational. <laughs> um, but you gathered he was probably a centaur I, from earlier, I, though. Right? I did gather that there was something to do with his legs because it just made sense. Um, uh, when they were talking about him him and Grover in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I kind of figured that there was something up with Grover, too. Am yeah. I saying his name right? Yes, Grover. Grover. okay. Uh, As in a Grove, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking... Um, or the Sesame Street. I actually right thought uh, Grover was actually um, a centaur. Okay. Uh, or somewhere along those lines. Right. Like, I kind of figured there was something up, but I didn't figure on Mr. Uh, Bruner yeah. being something as well. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, but I was I was pleasantly surprised to see that they were variations, not the same thing. Yeah, not the same type of character because you don't often get the variety that he introduces. Mm. Um, oftentimes, when you're reading a story, something along these lines, you get one type of character play. Like, yeah. Oh, they're all you, you they're all centaurs. Yeah. You don't have time to describe everything. Yeah. So, but he offers a variety of different character. Yeah. Um, bases that you're like oh i kind of vaguely remember stories about that type of mm-hmm. character from this story or that story so i appreciated that yeah um grover is in fact a, a satyr am yes. i saying that correctly uh, <laughs> sure, we'll i'll have to look up my greek words there uh so so he's a satyr uh it is how he reintroduces himself to uh percy uh, and uh, satyrs are uh, basically protectors for young demigods, which he reveals is what Percy is. And you can relate to that if you've ever seen Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've already defined demigods. Um, uh, they're also just uh, called uh, half-bloods in this, which, you know, half-god, half-mortal, basically. Uh, very simplistic. Um, but satyrs are supposed to find them out in the wild, basically. Uh, and managed to help keep them alive for long enough to get them to Camp Half-Blood. Right. Um, although Grover may have struggled with this because he mentions earlier that um, they never make it past sixth. And also he can't fail again, Mr. Bruder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're wondering, what's up with that, right? Um, and then uh, the, the pretty girl is introduced as Annabeth. Yes. Uh, a child of Athena. Uh, we still don't... Oh, wait. Technically, we don't know who Percy's dad is. Because um, he hasn't been officially introduced yet. All we know is that he's somebody. And he's godly. Um, and so they say, well, since you don't know who he is yet, we'll put you in the Hermes cabin. Because that's where all the unknowns <clears throat> go. Uh, because Hermes is like the god of travelers and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, he, he's god of a lot of things. No, he is. And, you know, I actually had to look that up because I had remembered the stories of him 
but I didn't realize the extent of what all he represented. Oh, they cover a lot of things. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. For uh, several Like, of them. I didn't realize that there was a thievery there. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're thefts. Like, oh, okay. And then, but he does merchants and thieves, which is very interesting. Not really. If you look at it, um, you would you would see how that would play into Greek mythology. Mm. Okay, um, so we're going to just speed through the book now. Um, okay. Instead of talking about everything I want to talk about, which is so boring. Um, okay, so suffice to say, let's uh, do points quick. Um, and and if you get to anything that you thought was interesting or want to talk about, feel free to stop me. Sure. Um, so th- there's a game, uh, Capture the Flag, uh, and in it, Percy does, uh, uh he makes toilets explode. Uh, it, it explodes on this girl named Clarice, who's a daughter of Ares. Tell that coming. Um... <laughs> Uh, and that's when he's claimed by his godly parent. And that's how it works. They got to be claimed. Yeah, I had to reread that page twice uh, because I missed where he was claimed. Okay. I I guess I was distracted for whatever Mm. reason. But then I thought it was interesting that I pictured it like the game. Mm. Like I was thinking, like, you know, in a video game where that, Suddenly, there's a light icon above okay, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's how I imagine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could totally see that. <laughs> uh, and, and his godly parent, you may have guessed it by now, is Poseidon. Um, fun fact: bringing that segment back. Yay. Um, originally, uh, Rick was going to name the book "Son of Neptune." Well, "Son of Poseidon," actually. Um, but "Son of Neptune" is another title that comes to play later. Um. And he, the only reason he didn't is because when he was testing it out with some of the middle school kids, they're like, well, that's all. You just ruined the surprise. Yeah. You, yeah. you just made it obvious. Yeah. Now we know who, yeah. who his father is. And now, now I don't know that I want to go on his journey. They're, they're <laughs> like, you can't play it up as a surprise and then like have it in the title. So he was like, oh, okay. I thought it was it. interesting with the lightning thief um, that I didn't make that connection to the title until a little bit later. later. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they kept, throughout the book, kept mentioning, well, this is missing. Like, they want this returned. Yeah. They kept alluding to that effect. I'm like, Until well, what was, it, yeah. what was missing? What's returned? Yeah. And then when they find, <laughs> And then you're like, wait, no. Yeah, well, yeah, I was like, well, all these, all these um, characters and gods and, and goddesses and uh, uh, furies are looking and spirits are looking yeah. for this for an object, I'm like, what are they possibly looking for? Like, what, like, what would the gods not be able to see? But then you have to go back and remember that gods, the the gods don't see everything, like uh, except to... for Apollo, who is uh, god of of uh, oracles and stuff. Right. Um, but even then, prophecy. If, yeah, if you um... look back and remember your mythology there's a blind side to this. Oh, yeah, too. he has problems, too, <laughs> which which get expounded on later. Yeah, um, especially when you start delving into mixing in with the human world. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, they're all knowing when it's talking about certain things, but they right. have their, yeah. if, if, like, if you start going from one palace to the next, there are spots where there's, it's like CCTV. Sometimes they just aren't <laughs> turned in the right direction, right? Um yeah. So there's a blind spot. Um, so he he's, he's a son of Poseidon. Um, and then we'll skip to uh, the quest. Sure. Which is uh, 
Quests can only be undertaken when uh, a, a prophecy is given. That That's actually a very specific rule. Specific rule, yeah. Um, and only if you're, like, decided upon, basically, are you allowed to go. Um, which is a rule that gets broken Interesting. later. Um, in, in that somebody breaks it, sure. but it's part of the prophecy, so it's fine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um so in this prophecy, uh, I don't remember the exact wording, which is a shame. Oh, it's very good, very good prophecy. Let me see if um, I can find it. In fact, they make he actually makes mention. Uh, one of them, one of the characters makes mention to be careful because um, the oracle prophecies tend to have double meanings, right? Yes. And if you know anything about your mythology, you know that that's always the case. That yep. You can't take it word for word as is. Like there is. It's not a literal interpretation that sometimes there are metaphors or um, mm. innuettos yep. um, to what they they spout off, yeah. right? And they have that privilege of, of saying things so that it's, you know, their purpose is to reveal a fate. Yeah. But if you know your fate, and I mean, think about this, if you know what's going mm-hmm. to happen... Are you going to make those choices? Well, no, obviously not. If I knew that, you know, at five o'clock on Tuesday, I was going to have this car accident happen. I just won't get in a car. I just won't get in a car. Yeah. And then what happens? <laughs> the car comes to me. So suddenly my fate changes, right? So, yeah. So if you, but if, if somebody was vague, like, then just by the pure coincidence of me going through events, trying to avoid and or trying yeah. to make it happen... It would happen naturally yeah. on its own, right? Because I don't have those specific details. It's one of those uh, uh, paradoxes, basically. Like yeah. A, like a is it shoestring? I think something like that. Uh, where where if it if you hadn't known about the thing, it wouldn't have happened. But it, sure. it wouldn't have happened. You know, if if you hadn't known type of th- yeah yeah. Um. So I found the the um prophecy. Uh. It's you shall go west and face the god who has turned. You shall find what was stolen and see it safely returned. You shall be betrayed by one who calls you a friend, and you shall fail to save what matters most in the end. So, okay. What? <laughs> so I like how they bring into, well, we're in America. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually explain, well, okay, well, America's the new... New Mountain Olympus. The new grounds for, yeah. our, for our gods because, you know. They had to relocate. Well, I thought it was interesting because if you think of America, well, the, the term that we typically preach about America is we're a melting pot, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting um, that, you know, we're the new grounds for questing, right? Yeah. So if you go west, what do you run into? Uh, California. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Another ocean, right? Yeah. Um, so the, uh, they decide upon eventually that Grover, Percy, and Annabeth, who has been looking to get on a quest for a while now, um, will go on this quest. Which I'm going to go ahead and say, I assume that this quest, her whole prophecy thing was tied to him in this quest. Like her whole, what's going to happen to her next is tied to this, tied to him. Somehow their fates are intertwined. Yeah. I mean, I mean, very basically, yeah. A lot of them are technically, if you think about it, intertwined with well, each yeah. other. <laughs> um, per- Percy's kind of a big deal in this 
set of five books. Well, I, would, I would think you would be. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so they go along the journey, and unless there's like a specific th- monster or obstacle you want to stop at, no. Just that uh, I always thought when I was listening to the songs that the talking animal that Grover was talking to was a squirrel. It was in the musical. And then they say it's a pink poodle. It is a pink poodle in the book. was like, wait, what? I don't know why necessarily (laughs) they changed it. (laughs) That threw me off. I gotta be honest. Um, I was like... Why is there a pink poodle in the forest? What happened to the squirrel? <laughs> Where does the squirrel come in? It, it, I, I don't know why they changed it, honestly. I, I I might do some looking into that. Maybe they just thought having a, a, a pink poodle come along was just too comical because it, I was it, thrown off. It's either that or it might like confuse people or maybe, maybe because they mentioned a chihuahua earlier in that song um, or something, yeah. maybe. Oh, okay. um, who knows? <laughs> um at some point, they encounter Medusa. They encounter right. uh, some monster that uses a uh, thing disguised as a chihuahua, but it's actually a chimera, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. Um, a fire-breathing chimera. Oh, no. Uh, and Percy has to dive off of a monument whose name I do not recall because they're somewhere. I don't remember where they are. <laughs> it's one of the towers. I think it's it was a, Sears Tower or something. Yeah, something like that. Um <clears throat> Uh, it's like really he dives up. off it into the ocean, yeah, and it's great. It's not even the ocean, though. It's it's, it's a, a river. Sea. Yeah, yeah, something it's, like that. It's not even sea-related, right? Like, and if you think about Poseidon, you think of sea, which in, implies salt water, yeah. specifically. So fresh water. He does water. better in salt water. Well, yeah. It, it, so fresh water is going to be a whole different, like, kind of... Like, he still has water. Yeah. And then a couple other powers that we'll get to in other books, I if I remember see. right. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, fun things but, yeah. that are revealed later. Yeah, but he, as he's falling, you, do you remember what he says? Oh, absolutely not. It's been okay, too long. Okay, he, he calls out to his father. Oh, okay, yeah. Because, uh, hello, he's falling like five, six hundred. Please, please, please let this work. It's like five, six hundred feet. Oh, yeah. Like, it, we're not talking like I'm jumping off the roof of my house. We're mm. talking I'm falling off of this tower that is going to kill me. And he makes mention, um, he had read, and this is true story, if you fall into water from enough height, it's the equivalent uh, of, of falling onto asphalt yeah. or concrete. It is the It will break things, yeah. if not kill you. And so he was thinking, well, I, even though I'm going into this water, I need some help. Thank goodness it was water and not yeah. land because he was able to cry out, oh, Father, please help me. <clears throat> yeah. Which I thought was really interesting because um, I, I was thinking how godlike. Yeah. What a thing to cry out. What would you do if you were hurting or in pain or facing death? Wouldn't you craw- call out to one of your parents? Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, they're on a quest to look for this thing called uh, the, the um, Master Lightning Bolt. Yeah, it was just the yeah. Master Lightning Bolt. Yeah. yeah, which is Zeus's. Zeus is very mad. He thinks somebody stole it. And obviously it had to have been the son of Poseidon because uh, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades made an oath not to have any more children, and yet here is a child. Well, I think somebody put a bug in someone's ear about it had to have been this because that was... Well, maybe. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but they also fight a Medusa. I think I mentioned that already. Never mind. Yep. So um, they go... He, he falls off. They get into a casino that is lotus-based. I looked that up because I knew that there was something related with the lotus. I remembered mm-hmm. that connection, and I remember thinking, lotus is 
uh, typically used medicinally yeah. um, uh, to as a calming me- mm-hmm. uh, medicine. Um, and there's actually some symbolism in um, the Chinese culture yeah. um, for like it's it's very calming. It's very it's very elegant, very beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I thought that was I thought. Oh yeah, that's probably not a good idea to go into <laughs> uh, a place. And, and yeah, it it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, they very nearly get trapped forever there. Yeah, um, lose, lose track of time, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. And, and eventually, they, they well they encounter Ares. They meet up again with Ares, yeah, because uh, he was he had planned how they got there. Yeah. To and that. Happened in all places. You don't remember where it happened. Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. Las yeah, Vegas. yeah, that's right. Cause, yeah, uh, because because I remember of Las Sin, Vegas. Right. Yeah. So like, there's a it fit right in like gaming ca- ca- communities, yeah. um, gaming casinos. You get lost in there. Like how yeah. much, how much time is wasted in there by people? Right. Like you hear about you know people getting in there and just not coming out for days <clears> or coming yeah. out worse for the wear. Uh, and that's kind of what happens, right? Like he loses all track in, of space and time and thought of other things, of mm-hmm. other consequences. Um, so they encounter Ares also on this journey. Yeah. Um, and Ares gives them a lift part of the way. Well, he makes arrangements. Yeah. Um, but before that, we didn't mention, uh, he had given him way back at one of the diners uh, a backpack. Yeah, he gives him a backpack. And, um, yeah. Which he carries throughout yeah. most. He carries throughout that oh, part of the journey. From that speaking journey of forward. gifts, he gives from other people. Yeah. He also got a gift from his good friend Luke uh, back at camp right oh, before he yeah. left on the quest. Those shoes. Um, there's there's uh, wing shoes. He got it from Luke, who is the head of Hermes Cabin. Yeah. Uh, and. You know, he, he seemed like a good uh, mentor-ish type of friend. You know, he's he's slightly older. Uh, he, he's been around the block a bit. Um, and and he's giving, you know, he, he's helping out his fellow uh, demigod. Yeah. 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 I like your face. Yeah, he's helping. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of didn't like him. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's, I, let's discuss that. Because I was thinking, I was like, um, he kind of struck me as one of those fake friends. Ah, from the get-go? Yes and no. Okay. He was just a little bit too, like, the way he was described was he was almost like that surfer board dude who was just so aloof. He was like, eh, yeah, are you cool? No, you're not cool. All right, yeah, whatever. Um, But when he was talking about his story, I kind of thought, you know... What was his story? Well, he mentions his story. He says, he talks about how um, he had a quest once, mm-hmm. and he failed. Yeah. And now he's lived here. Well, it didn't fail necessarily. He, he, um... He describes it as failure, and he kind it of... It felt like a failure. He, he felt like yeah. a failure, like, because Because he, he comes back... He was very unsuccessful in his quest, yeah. and so now he's just left there, and nobody notices him. His... Yeah. His... His, um, um, specifically his dad. His father is just like, eh, you failed. You know what? And, and wouldn't you blame yourself if you failed at a quest that you were given specifically by your father who was, you know, yeah, a god? I, I, I think I would. But I kind of felt like, I don't know, some of the things, the way he spoke, I kind of felt like he was probably jealous. Okay. Like, and I actually kind of thought that Annabeth was a little bit jealous too. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily because... She was like, 
I have to wait for you in order yeah. to, for your quest in order to get my quest. Yeah, she's like, it's not fair that I couldn't have just gotten my own. Yeah, like all this time I've been waiting for you. She's like, like, this is it. She's like, I I've been proving how great I am, yeah. and yet it doesn't work until someone else comes along. Yeah. To, and, and I'm basically a sidekick to their greatness. Which is understandable, especially yeah. uh, especially given certain contexts, like the fact that she is a woman. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. I was thinking, how, how sexist is that? How like, apt really? a metaphor here. Like, oh, she gets recognition because she's with the guy. Yeah, but not for her, for her contributions. Mm-hmm. How? Um, so eventually, they get to, the, the whole time they're going over to Hades, because they well, think Hades... The purpose of where they're going yeah. to get to the underworld, I thought it was so perfect. Los Angeles. Yeah. The city of the lost <laughs> angels, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> um, and, and while they're down there... In the underworld. They, they talk with Hades. Yes, in the underworld. Um, and Hades is like, look, I didn't steal the Master Bolt. You did. You also stole my helmet? Which yeah. is just brought up. Yeah. Um, and it's why he's been sending his minions, like the Furies, uh, after uh, yeah. Percy. And he's like, you're going to you're gonna return that. Uh, and, or, or I'll destroy your mom forever. And he reveals that he actually has his, uh, Percy's mom. Hades has his mom. Uh, and this is where it's fuzzy for me. Uh, again, I say... Um, he oh he he pulls out pearls that they have, yeah yeah um that they were given by hippocampi. It's a long story. Okay, so a uh, quick correction. Um, uh, I I didn't mean hippocampi. What I meant to say was that the uh pearls were given to them by uh Nereid. Nereid? Hmm. Here's the correction. Uh, get back to the podcast. They were to help him. There's three of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was to help him, I think, you know, to do one, one task. Yeah. One, one thing. Per, one escape, basically. Per pearl. Yeah. Um, and so he uses on him and his friends, right? Yeah. Um, he, he sees his mom, but he has to at some point make a choice. Um, he realizes he can't save his mom at that time. And like, also, like, save the day, basically. Right, especially based on the knowledge that he just got from uh, uh, Hades. Hades yeah. Like, he he kind of realizes, okay, Hades is going to keep coming after me, keep sending Furies after me mm-hmm. if I don't solve what he thinks is his mystery, which is his missing helm. Yeah. So, um, so then they all rise up. Um, away from Hades, because all of the fear. Although are before this, I, I just wanted to mention um, the winged boots start going haywire while they're oh, in the yeah. underworld. Well, they they first off they were on Grover, not Grover not Percy. Percy, which um, I thought was was good because uh, how hilarious is it? You know, I just picture this um, this uh, satyr, ha- half goat, half half <laughs> man. Floating around upside down because these winged shoes are taking this creature, you know, up, up, up flying yeah. through caves, nonetheless. and uh, Leading to this huge pit. 
Yeah, and so that cave, I was actually thinking, well, the, the shoes were given to him by that person. By Luke, yeah. By Luke. And I was like, hmm. You know, I kind of thought something was up with that guy. <laughs> he just didn't seem right. Like, who just offers their pair of shoes? Look, look, the shoes <laughs> could be acting up for any number of reasons. Uh, yeah. And leading him down to a pit where the voice that sounds a lot like uh, this weird, scary voice has been talking to him in dreams. Uh, it could, you know, it, it could mean anything. I thought that was interesting. I never thought and pictured, uh, like, the concept of dreams um often lead to you know they there's a foreshadowing mm-hmm. or the um the idea the concept of um you you dream about what is about to happen right in your own life um you don't see that too often in greek mythology mm-hmm. um at least i'm trying to think of other stories where i i would have read about that but i i i can't think of any um where the main character or the demigod would have dreamed of their own fate right now in our beliefs in our culture i do believe in in in, in divination type yeah, things yeah in dreams you yeah know, i mean yeah yeah I'm, you and i've talked about i personally that. am familiar but yeah, yeah yes but, uh, um, to the listener um for us uh dreams do have some weight yes so uh when i when he was talking about his dreams and i was like you know there's there's something, these aren't just regular dreams. I was thinking they seemed more like when I have my, my dream visions, yeah. right? Like it seemed more like he was having a vision than, than it was just your typical run of the mill. Oh, I'm naked in the classroom <laughs> type dream. <laughs> you know, it seemed like there was more to it. Like he had tapped into something that he wasn't supposed to be tapping yeah. into. And I'm like, well, the only way he could have done that is if that was, if he was a demigod, mm. right? Like there's somebody, somebody messed up and left on, left a frequency. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, um, so they leave, uh, and that's where Percy announces that he's figured it out. Which was good. (laughs) Which I hadn't figured all of it out. (laughs) Which was good, because somebody (laughs) has to. Um, uh, and he... Opens the backpack to reveal that the Hades helmet is in there. Yeah, I thought there was something. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't there in the backpack. Not originally. It was the helmet wasn't in the backpack. The lightning bolt. Was. Oh, the lightning bolt! Right, right. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm Ares getting certain details mixed up. Had stolen Ares. Ares, as stolen it turned the out, helmet. had stolen the helmet. Yeah. And he planted the lightning bolt in the in backpack. There. With Percy to frame him. Which was interesting because as he was going throughout his journey, that backpack kept getting heavier and heavier and yep. heavier. And he kept saying, wow, this is really heavy. And at one point he says, you know, I should probably check and see what's in this backpack. And I'm like, yeah, I think you probably Maybe. should too. <laughs> and then the idiot doesn't check. He's like, well, I'll do that at the next stop. And then, yep, sure enough, that's There's where There's lightning bolt. Yeah. Uh, they also happen to be by the sea. Uh at this point. Which and, was fortuitous. Yes. <laughs> and Percy calls out to Ares. He's like, hey, hey man, I figured it out. Get your butt over here. I'm going to kick it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Ares does. He's like, hey, <laughs> no, you're not. And Percy's like, uh, yeah, I am. And they fight. And thankfully for Percy, he's by the sea. So he can't. He got lucky. 
He got real lucky. Because, you know, if you know anything about your mythology, Ares, Ares doesn't lose fights. No. As a rule. Like, even when he's on one side or the other. I mean, he plays both sides. Yeah. He he so is he's the side. always yeah. the winner. Like Because even, he's the war. Exactly. Like, he, yeah. And, you know, anytime anyone gets near him, he incites those feelings of anger yeah. and, and aggressiveness, right? Yeah. Even Percy mentions that he, every time he got near his cousin yeah um, uh him and his friends started kind of squabbling yeah they would feel ve- he would feel very frustrated and upset yeah. and um so you had to know that Ares, if you know anything about your mythology he's not just the god of war he's also kind of a, a, a douche he's kind of a, a, <laughs> a i don't want to say this word but he's kind of a dick yeah um in like he thinks it's he's that jock that thinks it's hilarious to start a fight and then jump back to the sidelines mm. and watch it play out. Right. Like, he's that guy. He's like, yeah, I just threw this firecracker in the middle of the uh, cafeteria. Let's and see just, what happens. Just to see what happens, yo. Um, and then chaos ensues, yeah. right? Like, and he's that kind of a guy. Like, he's like, yeah, I just stole this just to get some shit stirring. <laughs> and uh, that's when he... Percy mentions, well, he's been having this dream, and then Ares kind of, com- they compare notes almost. Yeah. And Percy's like, Percy's smart enough to think, hey. Percy's like, you've been outplayed. <laughs> Percy's like, you didn't come up with this. You're not smart enough. But Ares is so arrogant because he is that jock mm-hmm. who says, nah, this is, dude, this was my idea the whole time. I came up with like, this. I'm clearly smart enough to come up with this Nobody idea. can trick me. Yeah. But he doesn't want to admit it. But, yeah. But, yeah. He... He got tricked. He, he got, got tricked. He got played. Um, and, and so they they take the helmet oh, from Ares, or does Ares deliver it to Hades? No, they, I think they deliver it to Hades. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, he de- he actually Percy delivers it to Mrs. Um, Dodd or something something. So, so uh, what what was whatever the original yeah Mrs. Dodd, chick's name yeah teacher. Right, uh, like she's still the chasing. Fury, him. Yeah, she's still chasing him throughout this whole storyline, right? Yeah, um, she's chasing him throughout this whole storyline, and she appears there. Like everybody, everybody's following. Him, like, <laughs> yeah, like they are running from the point that they got on, that they left the camp mm-hmm. to the point that they went through the underworld and left the underworld. Like everything and anything, monster-wise, is like chasing exactly. them. Yeah. Like they, not yet, and and <laughs> not just from like one god. Like if you if you if you piece pull things apart, it's actually coming from Zeus and Hades. Yeah. So he's got like two different gods that are chasing him for their own reason. One for the lightning yep. bolt, one, one for, for the, the helm. And he, Percy's like, hey, the, something's wrong here, um, and he's the only one that is thinking level headed enough to to realize that. That hey, you guys, you're being played by yeah. someone or something yeah. else is at is at work here. Like this isn't just mm. your average squabble amongst the gods, <clears throat> because you always get that right. Like yeah. you, if you pay attention to your uh, mythology and your knowledge of the gods, they're always on about something. Why? Because they're siblings. How often do you guys fight? Oh, <laughs> like day to day, y'all fight over toothpaste. Y'all fight over chips. My gosh, y'all fight over, you know, whose sock is is, is here or there. <laughs> like, that's just what siblings do. Yeah. And so 
the gods are always constantly fighting. And how often do you not see someone who's always willing to steal something and, and just play it <laughs> off and blame somebody else? Like, that's, that's just stuff that happens amongst families, right? Yeah. Like, this is, if you look at it, pull yourself back from the whole god-goddesses thing. You're like, you would look at this and say, well, this is just a story about normal siblings yeah. right here. Like, this is this is my family at a normal Thanksgiving, people, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, um, so, but he doesn't quite have all the clues to piece together who. Um, all he knows is he can now deliver the, the master lightning bolt uh, and the helmet. The helmet gets delivered, the lightning bolt gets delivered, he goes up to Manhattan, the Empire State Building, I believe, um, is where Mount Olympus... He goes to Zeus. Yeah, he goes yeah. back up. It's yeah. where Mount Olympus is now located. Um, and he's like, explaining to Zeus, like, hey, I don't know who, but somebody tricked y'all. Um, also, there you go. Uh, and Zeus is like, okay, cool. You know what? You have. I don't like to admit it, but you did a good. Um, alright, I'll give you one boon. Uh, and he's, and he's, prepping himself he's like all right time to make him immortal yeah uh, and the person's like uh pay your child support <laughs> well um kind of what happens is he he pays um his respects to his father he meets oh, his yes. father there too um which i thought was interesting because his father does tell him just before he leaves because zeus tells him um Thank you for returning my stuff. Now get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and don't come back. <laughs> You've made enough trouble. I'm, 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 I'm tired of your shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his father says, um, just remember whose son you are. Like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Like, what you have done, you've made me proud, right? Yeah. Um, like, how cool is that, right? <laughs> like, that first, first, and or at least as far as I know, the first time that he meets his father... That he he is aware of and consciously yeah. aware, like his father's like, hey, you did something really good. You're Keep awesome. It. Yeah, <laughs> you're awesome. Like we all want that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then he, but he does tell him also that he he is going to have to make him a choice. He's going to have to make another decision. Yeah. Like, like there's going to have to be a decision that he's not going to want to make, but he has to make it. Um, and, and yeah, and then. Uh, he goes back home to his mother. And nobody knows what that's referring to just yet. Uh, there's, I don't remember if it's referenced, but I think there's uh, references to another big prophecy in this book, right? Like, well, they mentioned that there's another one happening. If you keep track of what the oracle said, right? Yeah. There were four lines. There's always four lines to the oracle reading. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking, uh, it's either in this book or the second book where they introduced it, but there is another big bigger prophecy that that was happening before Percy got there. Oh, I can see that. Because um, one of the dudes, Chiron, uh, made mention that his prophecy has to do with Percy. Mm. And Percy asked him, well, what does it have to do with me? And, and he, he said, won't... I cannot tell you yeah, that. Yeah, he literally can't. Like, that's, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to have to wait and see how it plays out. He yep. says, I can't tell you. And Percy's like, yeah, well, that's really annoying. We'll, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get, I, fine, okay. Um, but uh, his, uh, what happens when he goes back, I kind of... Uh, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt. Uh, real quick, uh, just 
to establish my joking thing aside, uh, what what the boon that Percy does ask for is that all the gods pay respect to their children, basically, oh, yeah, and just acknowledge them, um, and then includes all of them. Yeah. Right? He's like, even the minor ones, uh, which, ha- you know, is uh, important later just because now all the minor ones are yeah, present. Or is that at the very... No, the minor gods are at the end of this five-book series. Okay. Never mind. Ignore that part. Yeah. Well, but basically, just... acknowledge your kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, as you're saying, he gets home. Yeah, he so he gets home. Right? And his, uh, his mom is there. She just suddenly appears, right? Yeah. Uh, she was returned by Hades. Um, As a thank you. <laughs> and, um... His stepfather's still there. Yeah, that sucks. But, like I mentioned earlier... But the gods left him a gift. Yeah, the gods left him a gift Which is- from uh, his earlier travels, because he actually sent them a gift earlier. He encountered a Medusa, the Medusa. What 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 a cheeky thing for him <laughs> to do, as, as the uh, British would say. <laughs> he, uh, he cut off her head and sent it to the gods... As, as you know, as a ha-ha a joke. As yeah. a ha-ha joke. As a, here, here's, here's my gift to you. And they're like, um, nah, return to Cinder. <laughs> um, so they returned it to him. Uh, and he, you know what, he gave that to his mom. He's like, be careful, mom, but here you go. Use yeah. it as you will. Well, he's like, I'm going to leave this decision up to you. Because my dad just told me I have a decision to make, but I, I don't want to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take that control out of your hands. Um, I'm going to go back to where it's safe for me. Yeah, I'm going back to camp. And you can make that this decision as to what's in your best interest. I mean, I mean, actually, he stays with his mom when it's, like, between seasons. But, well, he does. Uh, but, yeah. But but he goes back and then... Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, he goes yeah. back. Uh, because if you follow the timeline, like... Um, a little time has passed by now. And it's yeah. starting to approach up upon um like school time again right yeah but so like his whole quest yeah. takes place over the summer yeah yeah right? um like he spent his entire summer you know looking for stuff yeah <laughs> um so he's like hey mom this head is in your hands yeah. uh we all know what medusa's head can do um do what you will uh you're the one who's stuck with stinky smelly gabe um and then he goes back to camp. Uh, and at camp, um, there's one part of the prophecy that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. Those last two lines are playing around in his head. The he, He's gotten the last one down. He won't say what truly matters, which is the part where, like, like okay. I don't know. Has it, though? Well, he... I mean, I haven't read the rest of the series, but I kind of feel like that one hasn't played out yet. Well, it did in the sense that, like, he didn't actually save his mom. He had to sacrifice, quote unquote, her. Well, this um, is true. To, to do what really mattered. So yeah. he didn't technically save what matters most. This is true. Um, he will fail to save. Yeah. Him. Uh, which is how that happened. Um, but the the part of the, uh, the the prophecy that he's like, this hasn't happened yet. What about the yet. friend betraying? I'm yeah. supposed to be betrayed. Um, so he's wandering around camp. He's like in a daze, basically. He's just like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm saying all my goodbyes, uh, basically, to everyone. When he comes across Luke in, uh, like, the training grounds or something. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, Luke. Good to see you, buddy. It, uh, it feels like you haven't been talking to me the last couple days. Also, just how you doing? And Luke's just like... Let's go for a walk. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's like... They go for a walk. 
looks like time to monologue. And that's when you know something's wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, hey. Nobody who's, no good guy well, monologues. When he said, hey, let's let's go to the hunting grounds, and they're off by themselves. So I'm like, mm, that's a little <laughs> bit fishy. A little bit suspicious. He was the one who gave him the shoes that did not do what they were in. Well, maybe they did do they what they did. were intended. Mm. They did what they mm. were told to by their owner, but um, they didn't help him, did it? Uh, and, you know, there is allusion um, throughout the book. Uh, several people actually make mention, beware of the gifts. Yeah. Right? Um, m- multiple times it says, be- beware of the gifts. It doesn't say which gifts, because he's given multiple gifts throughout okay. the book, right? Well... Luke was one of the Apparently, ones. all of his gifts kind of suck a little, though. They all kind of had... Yeah, they were all kind of like, eh. <laughs> Except for the ones he got from his dad. Yeah, we're not going to work all the way. Well, if you think about how the mythology works, um, it's always be careful what you wish for, right? Mm. I'm sure there's a saying that's a little bit better than that, but that's the direct translation yeah. for American English is be careful what you wish for because, you know, you're going to say... I want this, but how that plays out may not be the way you think it's going to. And so his gifts don't work in the way that, you know. He originally maybe have thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's not always a happily ever after. And if you know anything about heroes. A lot of of tragedies. A lot of them are not happily ever after. Um, (laughs) They they don't always get what they they really want. So he's, he's, he gets stabbed. No, wait, there's a hellhound, right? No, no, it is. Um, so they're they're in the hunting grounds, and Percy has his sword, and I can't remember what Luke has. Luke has something. It, I believe it's also a sword, but it's, it's like a, of a different material. Yeah, which is one that's designed specifically uh, to for him. harm it, uh, demigods yeah. as well as yes, uh, it's made immortals. of two yeah. two, ma- two types yeah. of, of elements: it's celestial bronze yeah. and something else, and then something else yeah. that actually specifically Steel will hurt the humans. Maybe? human side yeah because one of um the things that you learn about percy's pen the celestial bronze one yeah is is that or percy's pen yeah the riptide yeah is that it won't harm humans yeah it passes through mortals uh perfectly specifically the which is very convenient gods are not supposed to specifically harm humans yeah you're not going out of your way to harm mortals yeah yeah so if you do then You've got issues, right? <laughs> and, you, and you kind of delve into what their whole laws behind all yeah. of that, right? Um, so Percy realizes that even if he uses his sword, it's not going to have any effect on this person. Oh, no, it'll still hurt. It'll still hurt. He's a demigod. Well, it will. Um, <laughs> but he he doesn't want to... Like, he, what well, he realizes that the sword won't necessarily kill him per se i mean not in the same way it would a monster right um because he's half he's he's half right no it'll still hurt well it will trust me (laughs) but it would but if you think about it he's half right so um it's only gonna hurt at half as much that's Uh, how i put it i don't know maybe i was looking at it wrong maybe i remember wrong but no because i was thinking that percy's sword wouldn't hurt luke as much as luke's sword would hurt percy i think it was because luke's was specifically um, designed for both halves of percy it was more specifically uh i think uh metaphorically like a comparison than it was anything Mm -hmm. a 
our good guy, right? Uh, Percy, who is somebody who is labeled a troublemaker, but tries not to harm others. Uh, it's it's a very aptly play in the musical, in my opinion. Um, um, he's a good kid, trying his best. Um, he has the celestial bronze, which doesn't harm mortals. Right, right. Whereas um, Luke has, I don't remember if it's Stygian steel or Stygian uh, or some other type of metal, um, but whatever it is, it specifically it will kill a mortal, right, and it will kill immortals, right, alike. Well, well, that's my and point. he is, um, he, he is our bad guy. He is, he, he, he was the good kid is the thing. He, he played the role of the good kid and it didn't work. And sure. now he's tired of it. Isn't that how bullies start out? Well, <laughs> according to some. <laughs> um, and so now he's going to take on the role of the bad guy. Yeah. Um, which I think is more of a good parallel thing than it is anything else. Um, but I like that it didn't happen until almost the end. Yeah. Like oftentimes you, when you read stories such as this, you get that bad guy is presented right there in the middle and then everything else is cleaned up afterwards. Mm. Um, I like that it was closer towards the end of the storyline that you almost weren't really sure who was the bad of the bad yeah right like like you had okay hades was trying to hurt him he was a bad guy okay right he, he was portrayed in that role because he antagonistic was, yeah. yeah um and then you had aries and you're like okay definitely aries, antagonistic is aries the bad of the bad nope he's not the bad of the like bad. He, he can't be it yeah so luke was like leading up to the boss like it's you know you kill up all you kill all the the bad guys that come before the big boss yeah. right the boss rush <laughs> so he's a little bit he was a little bit worse in that Hades didn't actively try to kill Percy, per se, not himself. Not, yeah, not, not necessarily. He, it, it wasn't necessarily a kill him. It was a get what I want back from him. Exactly. He was a like, hey, I, capture my nephew because he's 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 got something to mind. Yeah. Um, Ares. Ares was, well, was like, if you die, that's okay. I, I'm just okay. I can't. I'm not going to personally do it, but... Uh, or maybe I will. Yeah, <laughs> if if something happens to you when I've sent you to the underworld, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Luke was like, no, you were supposed to die. Yeah, no. Luke was the one who actively came after him and actively tried to hurt him. Like, yeah. Like, Ares, in the book, it didn't say that Ares... Up until Percy challenged him, Ares didn't really... Um, attack Percy. In fact, yeah. honestly, I think Ares was, if you remember back, uh, Ares was willing to walk away. Yeah. He was like, you are in, in, insignificant. Inconsequential. You mean nothing to me. Your harming of you or your destruction is like either way. It's not going to hurt. It's an ant. Yeah. It's like, it's not going to affect me. Um, if you if you go away, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, right up until Percy challenged him specific. Ares yeah. was willing to walk away. And I don't think Ares would have fought him if Percy hadn't challenged mm-hmm. him directly. Um, but Luke, Luke didn't wait for the t- challenge. Luke was like, this didn't play out the way I wanted it to. Now we're, in play- my favor. Yeah, now we're doing something else. <laughs> and so I'm going to take care of what should have happened already to you. I don't know how you got so lucky. <laughs> what in the world is happening? Like, I think like Luke was even more jealous because... His his 
journey and quest was so successful to the point that nothing God, bad happened yeah, to the him. The gods acknowledged him. That's yeah. way more than he got. Absolutely. In fact, Zeus was like, hey, okay, you're... You get a boon. Yeah. <laughs> you can have anything. Yeah, like, we've acknowledged you. <laughs> And he comes back and he's going to play it off like, you know, it's no big deal. I would be jealous too, right? Yeah. Like if if I had come before this Percy kid and I was there first and I was had been training this whole time mm-hmm. and I wasn't getting ahead and then suddenly this new kid came in and got all of the promotions, I would be so jealous and angry, right? Yeah. Like you would. And so that's what happens with Luke. I I thought it was interesting with his character, how, mm. how that played out. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So he was one of the other voices, right? Uh, yes, in that um, when Percy was having his dream visions, yeah. uh, there was one very dark, deep voice in a void. And the one that he thought was familiar but couldn't quite place. Quite place. Yeah. Um, and then he heard at the pit. The Pit of Tartarus. Um, I, bl- I believe that's revealed. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> if not, I just spoiled it. Um, no, it is. Okay. Um, and then there was another voice, and, and that is now revealed to be Luke. Luke, yeah. So Luke, Luke reveals yeah. himself. Luke yeah. reveals himself to be a servant to somebody who is in Tartarus. Well, he, he explains it. He explains it. And he's like, hey. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I, I... And then Percy's all, like, still playing the good guy. He's like... Don't you understand the person you're working for is Ben? He's like, yeah, yeah. Specifically, Kronos. We're referring yeah. to Kronos, Specific- the Titan. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, my dad's my dad's kind of an ass to me, so um, I'm just gonna take it out on everybody. And we'll get to <laughs> Luke's specific backstory in a later book. Oh, actually, really? yes. Ooh, see, um, I was just going based on what was yeah. the information in this book. But there's more reveal later about oh. like his specific experience with his dad. Oh, um, I can see that not yeah. going very well. It was not because he well. uh, he kind of played off like he was really trying to impress his dad, and then what what happened was just, something happened, and you know. then he was like on the run as a you know he ran away from home at a certain point. Uh, so did Annabeth and another uh, character who is mentioned um, uh, named Talia Grace. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's mentioned to be a son of Zeus. Okay, this correction's really easy. Um, obviously, I meant daughter of Zeus, seeing as how she is, you know, a girl and uses she, her pronouns. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> the only other child of the big three that we know of so far. Um, definitely not relevant. Don't worry about it. Won't come up again. <laughs> Was it Zeus? I thought it was Athena. No, it was specifically Zeus. Was it? Oh, Because uh, okay. it was big three. Oh, okay. That's right. Okay. But she became like a... She became a tree. A tree, right? That a is protecting, tree. Yeah. Uh, that's protecting the uh, campground. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about it. It won't come up again. Okay. Well, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it takes us to the end and... Um, so yeah, so it's setting up something else, uh, specifically five more books. <laughs> um, I, I feel like, uh, I would have rather like gone even more detail. Um, but like I said, uh, I, it's been a while since I've read it. So 
Um, so I'm, I was fuzzy on the exactness of everything. <laughs> Whoa. Well, you'll have to give me the next one and decide what we're going to talk about. Do we want to do this, uh, second one, Sea of Monsters, after this, or do we want to do a different book? Well, at this point, I have to see how the play, story plays out. You can't, you can't do me like that. Like, that's the whole, uh, Star Wars problem, right? Like, you, you can't wait 20 years between movies? Like, what? No, I, I've got to see how this plays out. Okay. Um, then yeah, we'll do the Sea of Monsters uh, for the next episode. Um, I don't know. I think we should outro. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think, um, just because of like certain laws and stuff regarding you and the internet, um, you have anything you'd like to plug <laughs> unless there's like a Kickstarter or something, maybe. Um, not at this point. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe if later. there is, give me like email me a link or something, and I'll yeah. put it in the description. Yeah. Um, otherwise, um, I do have things to plug. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am on the internet, and I don't have to worry about how people perceive me, except for I kind of do. <laughs> so I'm Jarnope uh, on the internet. J A R N O P E. Um, sometimes it's Jarnope plays. Because I do things on, like, Twitch. Um, so if you're interested in games, um, specifically um, either Stardew Valley, I've been back into that. Um, or if you want to watch RPGs, JRPGs, um, things like the Tales of series, uh, Final Fantasy games, um, Dragon Age. I've been playing Dragon Age 2. Uh, in fact, I have to get back to that. Um, check me out. I'm on Twitch. Jarnope, J-A-R-N-O-P-E. Same with my Twitter. I don't... You don't have to bother with my Twitter. I mostly retweet um, social justice things uh, or funny things. So there's that. Uh, so other than that, I think that's a good place to end. Um, we don't have a catchphrase or nothing. We haven't... Ooh. Yeah, we haven't really discussed this too much. Clearly... We don't even have a title as of now. Yeah. As a recording. Clearly our space is it as a... A good idea. <laughs> I still think we have to consider our car talks. We, we might start recording in the car. If the sound <laughs> quality goes down, don't blame me. <laughs> blame the dogs and other kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, that, thank that's you. a good place to end. Yeah. I really enjoyed that book. And uh, I, uh, from start to finish, I finished it in one day. Um, but I read at a fast rate. So, um you might want to spread that out over a couple days just to enjoy it. <laughs> but I really enjoyed reading that book, and I look forward to reading the other one. So this is a recommendation from us. Please read The Lightning Thief and like it. <laughs> Absolutely. I will be sad. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, uh, Elliot. Um, or Jarnop, whatever you want to use. Um, just here to say the the actual outro like housekeeping stuff that we didn't get to because like i said at the time of recording we didn't have a um a, a name even um we've since come up with one it's uh as you can see off the bookshelf um and we also have a, a twitter so you can find us uh on twitter at off the shelf pod um there we have a link to our podcast.com where I will mainly be uploading stuff, but using the RSS feed, 
Uh, you can get it through other places. Like, uh, if I do my stuff right, it'll also show up uh, on iTunes, Spotify, and I have to figure out Google's new podcast system. But otherwise, yeah. Uh, have a great day, night, evening, whatever time it is for you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank <music> you.